I seriously hope you showered before you came back in here. You know, I keep forgetting, like, I keep forgetting to do things. Like, for instance, I was in the Toronto sewer system, not New York's. So... Yeah, I know Cowabungus was your idea, but that didn't mean you have to go searching the sewer for the Ninja Turtles. Oh, I'm sorry that I wanted to have some, you know... I wanted this historical month to involve historical characters. Ugh! It smells like Banjo's hair! More like hysterical month. Cue the roll call! We are live! Bluecaster, Superichi, Loud and Impulsive, Pinkcaster, Lane, Illuminating the Tokuverse, Yellowcaster, Hologram, One Little Speck of Current, Dreamcaster, Global South Perka, The Trickster of Infinite Topics, um, uh, Savagecaster, Ivara Fox, Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world, Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 255. I'm back. Pokemon? Pokemon? Okay, Google, what is Pokemon number 255? On the website bulbapedia.bulbagarden.net, they say, by browser number, 255 may refer to R255 Blaziken in the Almia browser. To find out more, look what? for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. Blaziken's Pokemon number 255. How the hell did no, you do it's, that, it's Torchic. Uh, yeah, we have a Google Home Mini. Blaze, you failed us! Wow, Blazikoon. You told us not to steal your bit this week and you didn't do it! Mr. Grand Spell Trinity, whatever the fuck you named yourself. Christ. Where? Change it back or I'm taking away your privileges. Where? You will become Why grounded caster. Because... <laughs> I would just like to share this again, because uh, I want to look at it on the big screen again. Happy Cowabungus, everyone. Well, if you get to share yours again, I'm sharing mine again. Fucking Zeonardo. Zeonardo. It looks like an, it looks like another Ryder, Leonardo. It does look like another Ryder. It's, like, it's, like, it's like there's Tom's and then there's mine. <laughs> it looks like yours digivolved into Tom's. Yeah. I digivolved into Zeonardo. Digivolve to Angelamon. Oh no. <laughs> I like your drawing, Gar. Oh, thank you. I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was. It was... It's adorable. Yeah. It's cheapy for Alright. How old were you when you drew it? <laughs> Do you really want to know? That's not yeah. funny. Uh, I was this many. <laughs> I think I was 18, oh. 19 when I drew this. 18, 19? So, that's, that's not that bad. So, again, so this three was years just, in the future. Yeah, Interesting. This, this was just, you know, me drawing in the hotel room waiting for my sister. To no, I'm not, I'm not saying it looks like a child's drawing. I'm just saying, like, is this a recent thing you drew, or is this, like, a, a favorite photo of yours? This is a favorite photo. Gaze, uh, was an Angelo? Well, was an Angelo? Uh, well, I was going to do, uh, the, do you want to know my idea for, for the next one? Uh-huh. Um, is, it, is it Shredder? For next Another week, Shredder. No, for next week I was going to do Raph Soldier. 
<laughs> Raph Soldier. Oh god. Ultra Dawn. Supatello! <laughs> anyway. Wa- no, Wazalangelo is a thing that's gonna happen. I would have gone with Mike Gates Langelo. Uh, Anyways. That's a bit pushing it. So, welcome to the second week of Cowabungus, our TMNT themed month. Yay! Yeah. yeah! I don't know why I decided we'd do this. All right, it's for the 35th anniversary of Turtles. Go, what'd you think of the first Turtles movie? A uh, really good movie. I didn't realize how short it was. Um, I noticed that some. I, I could have sworn some scenes were changed around from, the, from last time I saw it. And it was That's interesting. more story driven than I remember it being. And I really enjoy it. Cool. Well, uh, so this week, for our second week of the theme month, we are talking about TMNT 2, Secret of the Use. Uh, it's the Secret of the Use. Why don't you get the fucked? But that's what it is. No! <laughs> See? TMNT 2, the Secret of the Use. Thank you! Also, before we talk about that, we're talking about Kamen Rider Zio, episode 46. No, we're not. I mean, I don't want to, but... I want to. (laughs) I'm not... It was a lovely episode. And... Well, gotta cover your ears for several moments. (laughs) And Reeves Soldier, episode 20. Well, in that case... I have to go. Fine, walk out while we cue the bumper. Well, if if you watch the first one as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, it only goes up from there. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and... And he's gone! It's true. Uh, so the episode starts with Waz, uh, dot fr showing up, the French version, uh, and Aqua's still fighting Eternal, because why not? Episode done. <laughs> they, no, no, that's it's not like a Dragon not. Ball Z fight. They, <laughs> fought, no, they, they fought for 30 seconds, good. then talked about fighting for 27 minutes. Yeah. Um, so the actual Waz shows up already in Ginga Tayo and just like... Solar flares everyone away. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Dragon Ball. <laughs> and I love that, like, Waz and another decade are now sharing what I'm referring to as the recap room. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> For some reason. So they, they retreat back to Kujigoji Hall, and Waz makes this one comment like, Oh man, they're trapped in the Another Worlds. Decade or Dien could go into them, but we can't rely on them. And I'm just like, Wow, fuck you too. Not even gonna try? But like meanwhile, like uh, like decades of sitting there, like seriously, I'm right here. <laughs> I don't know why he wasn't. Where did he go? He's at home washing his He's tights. A... <laughs> nice Batman. He's at home watching his tights. Yeah, it's from Batman 1989. Where's the Batman? Washing his tights. Yeah. Wow. He stole the balloons. Why did anyone tell me he had one of those things? And Aqua like has a different pair of underwear. Like. like he, he makes this comment like, oh, if only I'd summoned more courage. And my immediate response is, if only he'd had more underwear to gawk at. Yeah. Well, Edgy gave him those underpants. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a man giving another man underpants. Oh, I saw someone on the Facebook group that uh, we all follow uh, earlier today make an interesting observation. So... Uh, when Aqua first appeared in the Megamax movie, they said that he was from the year 2050. Um, and then when they showed the timeline that Soup originally came from, it was the year 2058, which would have been eight years later. 
and it's been eight years since O's aired. So it's interesting, interesting. it's interesting to note that the Aqua we're looking at is someone who has gone eight years since meeting Eiji, just like we have. I miss him. Right? We all miss him. Uh, so let's talk about the fucking most bullshit thing in the episode. So apparently... Where do I start? So apparently, according to White Waz, apparently the eternal memory is so fucking powerful... It has the ability to shatter these another worlds. And it's like, how do you know that? What proof do you have that that actually works? So let me get this straight, Lane. The man who has a book that has all of the pertinent exposition for everything that happens between now and 2058 has information that other people don't have. Wait, let me clarify that. Waz, the original Waz, has the book that has all the information White Waz has a cheaty bullshit tablet that he can write in and make anything happen. So he doesn't oh, have yeah, information. Oh yeah, we have a lot of talking about that before. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess he guess he wrote that to happen. Yeah. Level one That's how Waga Mafia works. Yep. Oh yeah, we get the all, we get the fucking awesome Waz on Waz fight. It's fucking it's a Waz off. But then Ginga. it turns out that it was Waz on Waz off. I was just thinking like that's kind of an un unfair fight because it's final form Waz versus base form Waz. No, I loved it. It's like I saw that and I'm like, oh, White Waz is gonna get his shit kicked. Yeah, in. Waz, yeah. I was gonna say like even if they were fighting for real, Waz Ginga still would have won. I absolutely loved the like versus Henshin they did, where they both transformed. Just at the boom! Same time. The fucking lettering just hitting each other. Well, right? Kaguya, uh, the Waz that came out of the another universe is one that has lost potential. So theoretically, he would come out of that another dimension with all of his gear, clothing, and six sweet sunglasses. Yeah. So that's potentially a different Waz tablet, as it is technically a different. White watch. I mean, he well, does. Because Dan got stole his. Yeah, so that was a different one. Like you know, like if. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. So he comes from a world of possibility where Dan did not steal it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if he came from if he if he came from a world like in another world where Dan doesn't exist, that's that's the one I'm in. I, I like, I'm in that world, like, ah, uh, I don't think there was a second Kamen Rider for Decade. Oh, yeah, Kivala. Uh, I don't think there wasn't the second Kamen Rider in Decade, you know, like, and that's my happy <laughs> And you just loop that forever? That's your yeah. another world? Yeah, that's my another world. There's an interesting topic. What would your another world be? Everyone in the chat and in the comments, post what your looping eternal heaven would be. Well, technically, you know, my another world would probably be something different, but... Uh, we're not allowed to talk about Foot Clan. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Foot Chan. <laughs> Foot Chan. That's a different thing. Or Don't like, Google I, that. I really did. I loved when fucking both their Beyond drivers just spouted out their fucking Hisats. It's like, Beyond is in time! <laughs> finally, <laughs> Beyond is in time! <laughs> finally, Beyond is in time! And we got to see Waz Ginga finally do his fucking space kick again. Oh, yeah. That was great. Still, nothing beats when he just. Threw his cape and then space happened. He's know my power. Space in the yeah, exactly. It's Mennonite. Brawl Mennonite. Yeah, the band one. But yeah, I love it. They they just they go up they go up to fucking another Waz and like it's just like yeah you're gonna fucking help us. Oh that's cute. Shines his own belt. They're like 
Nani the fuck? I don't know why oh, they have some. I don't know why they're worried. He doesn't have Ginga. No, but like he was just saying, like, "Ha, you can't threaten me with your fucking belts." That, that's own. okay. We just get Kino to run out of nowhere and kick it out of his hand. Also, we got some. We got some <laughs> Wagakusei shoes. Yeah. Oh, so here's to go to playing all my favorite head. games for the first time would be his another world. That's a good one. My another world would be Ultimate Kuga going berserk. My another world would be actually seeing the end fight with Ultimate Kuga. <laughs> And it not happening between episodes. Um, but yeah, Orb in our chat earlier was mentioning, like, if, if, if Dien still has the tablet, why isn't he doing shit with it? Because the writers don't care. That's the answer. Um, I have to say that when they go to recruit uh, White Waz, for some reason there's this one shot where, like, Waz has, like, beautifully coiffed hair. It was, like, blushes and shiny and shit. You're looking at his hair. I don't know why. It just stood out to me. I think you might have a crush. <laughs> Gates! I don't know what you're talking about! Also, just another was is fucking, like, just his, like, hand gestures. Oh, long time to see, Sukiyomi-kun. <laughs> Sassy fucking bras. Yeah. I love that, um, so Swartz shows up as another, de or another decade again and creates more, uh, more in other worlds, and the one dude that he he traps in the world this time was Takuya, the dude who became the second another Deno. I I actually made particular note that everyone he's targeting has been one of the another riders, and I wonder if that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, don't they say that he's targeting people who are quote unquote close to Zio, and I guess another riders were. Yeah, but there are other people who are quote unquote close to Zio, and then I guess that leads us to Gates. Speaking of gates... Wait, does that mean... <gasps> Uncle! <laughs> oh, no, actually, that's a good point. His Another World would just be him serving dinner to get everyone for And people actually sit and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> we have nothing to do. Wasn't Awada another exit? Or no, that was the dude whose son was in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. No, he, just, he was close to Sogo because right. he knows him from school. Alright, alright, alright. Um... But yeah, fucking... Kamen Rider Yuki! Sick! Fucking Gates is another world, apparently. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know how fandoms tend to do that thing where if any two male characters have the slightest friendly interaction, they immediately start shipping them? Yes, and it's really, really annoying, unfair, and also... Except um, in this instance, it's completely justified because Gates's supposed inner fantasy world was him talking to Soga about how he wants to live with him and create a future with him. Just fucking smash cut to 30 no. years later, you two sitting inside a cottage for fuck's sake. That break. doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> that they have any kind of romantic attraction to each other, though. I would also like to announce that auto, uh, very much means that they have attraction toward each other. Ha! Gates! No. Different kinds of relationships. I, I see it as they are eternally loving and my fan fictions are coming true. Just, I can't believe this is where we're going with the character I already didn't like. It's not! I, he I just, secretly he realizes that they, going. He just being with Sogo... Being I with, secretly loved you all along! No. Being with I, Sogo, he realized that, oh, I like this era, I like living in this timeline. Fuck my horrible, awful future I'm from! The point of coming here was to fix it so we could go home and have a good future. And then future. he secretly realized that that's not what he wanted to do anymore. He's just being fucking no, he's just like, I want to live in his I like living in this world of iPads. I want to adopt a Vietnamese baby and, head and hang out with Ed O'Neill. It's a modern family okay. reference. Okay. About, like, a gay couple that 
adopts a child. They're not a gay couple, guys. They're not a gay couple. They're a couple. They're a gay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I choose to see... I, I like Because we know there won't be any kind of resution between those characters. Oh, no. Common writer. But in my head canon, they are going They're, to live no, happily ever after. No, don't say that. You you have no control over my head canon. That's because it's in my head. Well, you can have your own head cannon. Everyone in the chat is just giving me all of the shit, and I give no fucks. There can be can there's cannon. My head cannon, your head cannon, and my head cannon. I was I gonna say a joke, but it's kind of insensitive. So I'm just I gonna say watched... they're gonna live happily. <laughs> hey man, you know, like all it's right. been a while since I have shipped two common writers uh, so bad. Anyways. Um, I'm sorry. It's just this is really important. Like, so Aqua fights Eternal don't again. Don't degrade platonic relationships by making crappy gay jokes about them. I'm not. I I am supportive of these characters being together because I see them as together. So well, Aqua they... fights Eternal again, and you'd think the Kamen Rider themed around water would have a better time fighting the Kamen Rider who uses fire. Except Aqua is shit, <laughs> and I'm sorry to say that because I like him. And then he died. Yeah, so later he fights another decade again because he's trying to save Sogo from this choice we'll get into. And then another decade face kicks Aqua so fucking hard that he explodes into plot rain. No. I was wondering if the rain actually came from him or not, or if it was just a coincidence. I think so. But no, but when I he love the rain kicks, When he kicks Aura. Oh, I, I actually wanted to Google, can you die from being kicked in the face? Yeah, no, she she got kicked in the head so fucking hard that she died. Because I, but then I realized that that wouldn't really be accurate because it would have to be, can I get kicked in the face by someone with cosmic powers? Except for Imaharu. <laughs> I think the assumption is that he kicked them so hard it like snapped their neck. I just made it realistic, because in real life, if you kick somebody in the head, they fucking die. Yeah. Like, that's just made it real. Like, I've seen too many people in Kamen Rider get kicked in the head, and they're like, Oh, I have a small Oh no, I've now. untransformed! Yeah. Uh, no. Well, I, I mean, they're like Kamen Riders, so they're augmented already. I just like when, uh, when, uh, what's his name, Uru died, like, uh, Zio's like, no, And then, that like... That kid, I barely knew! Yeah, and then What's-Her-Name died, he's like... Okay, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. That was pro. That was uncalled for. If you kill two more people in front of me, I'm gonna get mad again. <laughs> the best is when fucking like uh, Schwartz just like kind of. He's just like kind of trying to aggravate. So he's just like he's like ah you I'm like. Now is your final chance to be able to destroy me, and like Sogo's like, I've been waiting a long time to do this. And Better like, not. Well, before we get to that, there's a few other things to discuss here. Uh -huh. So. With Gates trapped in another world, the apparent solution that they come up to, with the help of White Waz, who, ev who evidently prefers to save Gates, his Wagakuseishu, even before his own self-preservation, which was surprising for something spawned by another decade. So their plan is to use Eternal's evident power of world destruction, which was a thing we didn't really know existed, but we can... Because the writing of the show sucks, let's go ahead and chalk that up to White Waz wrote in his book that Eternal had the power to destroy worlds. Why fucking not? So the plan they come up with was for Zeo using double armor to resist Eternal's rider cake, which was actually a nice touch, I gotta say, to connect the two of them with the Trinity Ride Watch. And I swear to motherfuck, the second he pulled out the Trinity Ride Watch, I had to pause and, and consider this. 
because you see Gates and Waz start turning into the watches, and my immediate thought was, oh my fucking god, are they going to save Gates by using Trinity to yoink them out of the another world so they can form Trinity? And I swear to god, if that had happened, I would have been actually angry because they could have done that the whole time instead of coming up with this cockamamie scheme. Yeah, but I just kind of sat there for this, like, yes, I've, you've, you've made the connection. But I cannot, you know, I cannot finish it. No, I was thinking of the, that scene from Thor Dark World where, like, they get trans... Like, Thor and the Dark Elf get, like, transported to, like, that other planet. And you just see Mjolnir just shooting off into space to, like, go where Thor is on the planet. Then they go back to Earth, and then you just see Mjolnir just turn around and go back to Earth to go to Thor. So that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, so what, what ends up happening is... When Zeo is being kicked by Eternal, he triggers the Trinity Ride Watch, and instead of pulling Gates and Waz out of the Another World, he pulls himself and Eternal into it, so he can, like, deflect Eternal off of him, so Eternal goes crashing into the fucking edge of the draw distance of this tiny fucking <laughs> Another World, which then causes cracks throughout the entire parallel existence and breaks all of the Another Worlds at once, because... Fucking, we don't have time to do this one by one. Holy fuck! Hey, hey, Eternal, come over here. Yes, what is it, Schwartz? Yeah, Eternal, um, you know that rider kick that you do that can break any world that you go into? Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that one and we've won, okay? That's your one job, okay. Does kick. <laughs> you had one job, Eternal! <laughs> That's... That makes two riders that Swart summoned who have worked against him, whether by on purpose or by accident. Have you met Schwartz? <laughs> and speaking of Schwartz, we find out this episode that his apparent plan, and I will grant you this a actual justified plan, was the reason Schwartz didn't just data drain soup from the beginning of the show is... Apparently what he's been doing was waiting for Sogo to gather all the rider powers so we can just sloop them out of him for himself at the end. Yep. And that's why so he didn't just... is it gonna turn out that Schwartz was Omazeo the whole time? It fucking wouldn't surprise me at this point. Nice. I'm ready for the show to throw anything at me in. I'm just waiting for the show to end! That! I could go for another season of Zio, personally. <laughs> ah! Zio 2! Zio 3! I'm waiting for, I want at least five, you know, V-Cinemas. I want... Kamen Rider Gates and Waz movies. Yeah. Let's go. I want Kamen Rider Soup the movie. Uh, where's our Sukuyomi special? Yep. <laughs> Are we not going to get something like that? Because I feel it like we might get something. I'm joking, because like we're it. getting probably all of those things. We're, well, we're getting a Bibiru Gates special where he gets a spooky ghost form. Oh yeah, there's that! You mean other than his ghost form? Yes, getting the, a, a blue version with Urusen for shoulders. Man, why didn't yeah, the Ghost have a spooky form? <laughs> it's called another ghost. Yeah. Man, and, and you know what would have been great? You know what would have been a great, uh, like, uh, illuminary? Would have been, like, Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome? I don't know Disney why they Raven didn't have theme. Edgar Allan Poe in there, honestly. It's like they had Grimm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use, uh, I'm gonna use. Oh, what is the the Lovecraft? I'm gonna use the HP Lovecraft icon. It's just shaped like Cthulhu. It just he makes turns you into super an horror. Yeah. It just uh, makes so, it super racist. So then, I'm pretty sure Schwartz is just bullshitting Sogo. But then he goes into this whole thing. Yeah, if you destroy me, then then freaking Alpaca also gets destroyed. And why? It's like, and it's like no, it's like why? And then it's like oh yeah, also you and you and Alpaca can't. Uh, 
exists in the same timeline. Bitch, have you been paying attention for the last 46 weeks? What do you call that? Why? Also, why and how? The I last think you are lying. Weeks. I love that Aqua runs up like, why are you listening to this guy? <laughs> why the would he tell you the truth? Aqua is the fandom. To, to try and spout the voice of reason, but then immediately get not listened to and then die. Did they did they kill the fandom? <laughs> so obviously Schwartz is just trying to aggravate Sogo so he can go Omazeo, because it's the right path. It, it almost seems like they're leaning towards their own flavor of the Mass Effect 3 ending. Pick one of your three endings, which flavor soda would you like to serve at the party? I would like if they did an alternate ending where it's like, it's like they have three different endings of like, what Sogo, depending on what Sogo chooses. Ryuki! Exactly. <laughs> it's like Clue, but with CO. It could have ended like this, but Clue it could have o. also ended like this. In the movie Clue, which ending did you prefer? The movie ending the A? The one where Zio shows up, I definitely. Mean, Fies and Blade both did movies that ended with alternate series endings. Well, we're gonna get the we're gonna get all those endings. We're gonna get the one you know from the series. We're gonna get it with the one from the movie, and then the one for you know the the V Cinema. Yeah. Also, and, also we got a really nice kind of send off to Eternal where he's just like, ah, it's so it's, he's like, I'm sorry, I kind of ruined what you were doing. He's like, ah, oh, no, it's all good. Now I can be with my friends. Well, I'm gonna go he's, home and make love to my wife and give thumbs up and then just leaves. Oh my god, stuff. Eternal thumbs up. That was cute. Yeah. But here's the thing, if he wanted to just die and go back to his friends, why didn't he just maximum drive? Like, we was just like, this is a real party night here. Well, because he's a showman. He was like, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta make a big thing of this, that sorry. Kate, man. Kate's so cool on him. Yeah. Yeah. Until, until he threw the it up. Song. I gotta make the bill somehow. Until he threw the cape off and then just went all 26 memories. Which oh, when he threw the cape off, I'm like, there we go. Also, also just when hearing Fumihiko's voice again is great. Right? Okay, yeah, when when he switched to the the double version, they started playing the double fight music, I was like, like, it deployed my, uh, my Zeo sword. I was like, <laughs> yeah! The Savage you Blade. You deployed your Zeo sword? The, you know the Zeo sword flips out? Yeah. And from a gun into a sword? The Savage Blade? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was, that music, the, the thing is that you don't realize just how a little thing like the music can just, like, totally, like, trigger your, uh, your nostalgia, and you're just like, yeah! Oh yeah, no, I've had plenty of those moments. That was me. That, that was me when, um... That's when any show uses the theme song for the final battle. Yeah, you know what's me? The best one that I had was when uh, they were doing the Agato arc. And the sword. Oh, nice. When they're doing the Agato arc, and then, like, you know, they like, uh, Soup is in trouble. No, Soup is in trouble. You just hear, Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, and he's in the dark. And I was like, oh, like, right? I, like I fainted like I just saw Master Splinter for the first time. <laughs> also, I brought you your precious Agito. <laughs> <laughs> See how I tied that in? <laughs> good, good, good segue. Yeah. Um. No, not Sukasa. Damn. <laughs> right, let, me see, let me see this thing. It's actually not tiny. I can't believe how heavy it's this still is. Still a little tiny. It is still. A it is tiny. two swords. Man, this would have been. This would have been really handy when I was when I was drawing. So I got a call today. Leonardo. So I got a call today from Machine Chase Zier. Chase Zier. <laughs> Go watch Sticky Roberts' former child star. It's a fucking hilarious movie. No, not White Waz. Damn! <laughs> Goo Goo Gaga Sogo. Too far back. <laughs>
Holy shit, a rider! <laughs> Holy crap, a rider! Who go got a rider? Too far away. The show has to be mature. Yeah. We Holy crap, Sogo! Yeah, we really oh, like Dickie Roberts, if that's not clear. Yeah, you want to do support? Yeah, put it in gun mode. Gun mode. Uh, so yeah, Aqua tries to call Swartz's plan to bullshit. Swarps, uh, Swarps. He wall warps Aqua and then kicks him in the face, so he explodes in a plot rain. Aqua dies from not having enough underwear. Uh, and then next week we get the quote-unquote end of the world. A bunch of random kaijin show up. Another Zeo's back again! Yay! And also the thing that I fucking finally wanted! Decade turns into Zeo! He gets the Zeo powers! But what? But none of that matters because next week we get to see... Chase! Yeah, we're getting motherfucking Chase. Chase Coon. My boy! But, 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 to be specific, it's Machine Chaser Chase, not Comrade Chaser Chase. So he, he still thinks I will take it! He's still the Shinigami. Man, I want Mock, too, but I, I guess that'd be... Well, that's in the yeah, summer movie. Yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, we got yeah, yeah, Mock in the summer movie. Yeah, oh, man. They're movie. both in it? Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, no, just, just, just Mock. Just Mock and, and Krim. And Krim. Oh man, Shinosuke so got we'll the shaft. So we'll see. So we'll see it in Shinosuke six months. Shinosuke didn't get into the party yeah. van. Yeah. Also, I'm back from outer space. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were gonna say I'm Batman. No. Also, I found the banjo. I found the banjo meme. Oh. Yeah, uh. But yeah, let me just scroll down. Here's the template for the banjo meme. Oh yeah, I love that meme. Specifically, that's banjo when he's passed by a volt. Because yeah. the hairstyle. In, in which I made this. <laughs> Gene movie. Nope. Rude movie. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway. Take us in. Cat bomb! Say, this episode was alright. Well, before we get into this week. Before we get into this week, Mr. Savage Caster, now that you've caught up on the second half of what's aired so far of you, Soldier, please give us your thoughts. Uh, I love Rude Soldier. I really do love it. Uh, I love the Zords. I think they look uh, amazing. The characters are great. Uh, some of them aren't as fleshed out as others, which is kind of funny. It's the red that has the smallest amount of development, which is rare. Yeah. Uh, I love Bomba, or Labamba as I call him. Yeah. Ba-la-ba-la. And his brother, uh... Or Link. Link. Uh, I love the thirsty... His brother Link! <laughs> Link. Link. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I love uh, Thirsty Gold. My friend was watching last week's episode and was just like, wouldn't it be funny if he used like a, like a lawn sprinkler to communicate with the thing? And then it goes into the fight. And, and I'm just like, I'm sitting there going, because <laughs> I remember that from last week. Yeah. And then he talks to the lawn filter. And she was like, no way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I like it a lot. I love, I love uh, Tiramigo. Tiramigo is so much fun. Uh, I don't know, it's just a fun, it is just a fun show. Uh, I love Crayon, because uh, that's what you call them, right? I love Crayon, yeah. too. I love Crayon. <laughs> what? That was the best fucking thing yeah. in this episode, was just Bomba staring thing over this fucking kid, looking down, just like, can I see that? I would like to stab you, right? I would like to see your pretty picture. Like, I literally thought he was going to threaten him with stabbing. Sorry, Austin. Give, give me a sketchbook. But I mean, nothing I personnel, I, kid. Yeah, I enjoy the show. I, I, am kind of concerned that Crayon is far too obsessed with uh, Tank Joe. Oh yeah, like that's it's it's weird. Well, weren't like, they like best friends and then he got murdered? Like that's 
Creon is like obsessed, super but... interesting. Yeah, Creon's gonna be the final. Though. I'm wondering if he is a either going to be the big bad or he's gonna turn good at some point. I can see him being the big bad. I think it is gonna turn good because, like, literally, my only complaint with this show is that, like, you know that meme where it's like, you know, hey, you know, you, you can recopy my homework, but try to change it yeah. a little? That's It's like they've taken the, the, the entire storyline and the script and the designs from uh, Q Ryuger, and they were like, Yo, try to change Like, we've got the same... Oh, yeah, no, no, we were making jokes about how Crayon is Lucky Euro. Yeah, we've got the same uh, five base colors. Like, the first one, the first new ranger is gold, and it looks like the second new ranger is going to be purple. Um, Where are you getting that from? Geysorg. Geysorg. He's not Geysorg. a ranger. He, he will could be. be. He will be. He's a general. He will be. He's not a ranger. But I mean, like, it just... Tell that to Wolzard. Yeah. Anyway... Wolzard's a Bongai hero. Anyways, um... Get your Sentai facts. On the point of Crayon's fate, I, I think both. I think what will happen is Crayon will eventually become good, but then something's gonna happen that will, like, drive him insane and turn him into a... Adult version bad guy. Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. It. Is, I, and I, I swear I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same voice actor, though. Though you know, it reminds me. Okay, so the stupidest thing, Crayon's voice reminds me of a of a famous child actor, <laughs> and when they talk, I can't not hear it now, and it's Chunk from Goonies. I so I haven't seen it, so I don't know. You haven't seen the Goonies? The Crayon Shuffle. No, we're, we're fucking changing you, that. Shit, man. We got to do a day. Yeah, the Goonies, man. You'd love the Goonies. Corey Feldman's I, in it. Yeah, Corey Feldman. Samwise Gamgee. Thanos is in it. Thanos the is in it. Thanos is in it. Okay. Um, Josh Rowland. Thanos is in it. What? Thanos yeah, is in it. Okay, I actually oh, watched okay. it I again recently. Goonies. Thanos. I'm gonna sidetrack for a second. Oh boy. And. Okay, does anyone, okay, uh, is anyone else in the chat old as shit like me? Like, I'm 40. No, so, you're the oldest. You're 40? Okay. Yeah, I'm 40. Now, I used to watch He's Goonies. He's our own Dan Goonies was on, like, every week on television. And I used to watch it when I was, like, 13 or 14. And there's this girl, Andy, uh, the character's name is Andy, I don't know the actress's name. And she's beautiful. Like, I had such a crush on her as a kid. I, I used to, like, have dreams that Andy was my girlfriend. And then I'm watching it now when I'm 40, and I'm like, shit, I'm 40, and Andy is still 17. I this need is to, not yeah, okay. This is not okay. She's not from the Rhea Soul tribe. Like, <laughs> By the way... It's like one of those things where it's like Disney princesses, they, you know, they, they can kind of, like, it's their cartoons, so they're ageless. But it's just like, no, that is, that, you know, I can, I have to move on. By the way, on a slightly related note, thoughts on Oto, the thirsty little sister... Yeah, where has she gone? Yeah, to? she can stay wherever she uh, went because I don't want her back. Her and uh, her and her and Guy Sorg are just sitting around like going, "Hey, you know it'd be cool if they'd be doing seven episodes." Or kind of like the fucking uh, master, you know, like uh, you know, master, you know, master Artawig. Um, uh, you mean old Jack? Master Kebab? Yeah, like okay. where the fuck did he go? He like he he's like, "I his kebab truck." I don't want. Yeah, I guess it's going well. <laughs> Subaraya took him back. Ultraman needs him. Okay, I'm gonna pretend I. You've I, had I, enough time playing over at the Sentai's house. Come home for dinner. We need you to make more Ultraman. <laughs> They're like, hey, you know. We, we need you to return to Ultraman. You know, we got come Ultra home, honey. Two older mentors. You know, we don't need two of them, and one of them seems come more Ultra home. I like yeah. how the yeah, I like how the old guy who digs up fossils is somehow more relevant than the guy they well, grew up with. He's not. 
even a mentor. If you think of it, Ryu's soldiers kind of doesn't have a mentor. And that's why they're freeloading off of a YouTuber for some reason. Hey, that's where the money's at. Not anymore. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not since the Adpocalypse. Maybe that's what happened. It wasn't the Rhea Soul Tribe getting destroyed. It was the Adpocalypse. <laughs> and they're, oh. they're just... They're but just... yeah, re regarding her dad, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'm putting it down that I'm pretty sure he is someone of importance. I'm pretty sure he might be this set character in the preview, because his voice sounds like him. Yeah. What if he's Geysorg? Oh, it's Naruto! I am fully ready for Look that! Look in the chat, it's Naruto! <laughs> no, uh, I didn't realize... It's I was, salt! I was three episodes salt. behind. So, I, I caught up before we started recording. Hooray, good boy! So, all the episodes were kind of okay. They made a monster from a rock. Yep. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> nothing can be as stupid as this. Two rocks! And then episode 20 happened. A fucking sketchbook?! I'm... Oh, come on! A bad credit I'm, card?! I, I'm not a big fan. Okay. I thought it was funny. Let me be clear. I think it's great that they're trying different things. This, however, ended up more like... I was laughing at how weird it was rather than being impressed by it. It's, yeah, but, it's hard to put into words. Yeah, but now I'm starting to notice the trend that, like, ever since episode 9, they've been kind of doing inanimate objects. Like, the box that wasn't open. A fucking rock. <laughs> I know it's a rock. Don't you know a rock when I see a rock? I'm surrounded every day around rocks. What's next? The goddamn juice box? No, anything no, can wait, make a minor No, wait, wasn't that the entire sword. point of those Capri Sun, those old uh, Capri Sun commercials where people get mutated if they destroy <laughs> them? Now, now I'm just thinking, why didn't the, why don't the freaking... Oh, Blaze is saying in the chat that Ui's dad is set. Apparently that's been confirmed. Oh, he cool. is sad? Set, the character that is mentioned in the preview. The dude oh. in the fucking uh, DJ Sagara costume. I just uh, love, there was this moment... When, uh, what, a Link, I guess that's what Toa. we're calling him. Link goes up to talk to, uh, La Bamba, and he just had this look on his face, and I swear he, like, like, I, like, you know, sometimes you watch the subtitles, but you're making up your own dialogue, because yeah. yeah. and I just, like, and it just, like, for me, I'm not paying attention, it went, it went, like, like, hey, La Bamba, can we, um, can we get a puppy? Geysorg? Who's Geysorg? I wasn't talking about Geysorg, <laughs> I wanted a puppy. But wait, who is Geysorg? Is that our master? Oh, you want a puppy? It's got a puppy. Yeah, like, we can pretty much confirm that Geysorg is Master Olive. Yeah. That's what I'm calling him until we get a name. Master because he's, ma Olive? Because he's Master of Green and Black. Okay. <laughs> master Olive. Olive's a red green. and green. Oh, okay, I get it. Dark okay. green. Yeah, I get it. No, I get Master it. Mean. Yeah. yeah. Master yeah. Viridian. Oh, oh, this episode confirms something. That Psycho Battle was all for nothing. Because when Toa saw freaking Geysorg, he's like, Who are you? Who are you? you? You fought him before! Oh, good. So Psycho Battle was non-canon. Don't you remember? Or their memories were erased after the Yeah, you're not. Oh, maybe that. That sounds like something one of these weird fucking specials would do. For all that we know, Psycho Battle was just a huge fever dream. <laughs> no, maybe that it was so much of like, real. maybe it was just so much like, who are you in there? I know you're a suit of armor. No, it, it had to be, it had to be, because that's how they got Master the red soul that they Stab. gave to Toe. So it's not so much it's like, Master like Stab. I know, I know that you're, that's the Geysorg suit, but I mean, who are you now? Oh, like that's oh yeah, because they they did know that well, he no, was but, swapping bodies. No, but he would have acknowledged that he's Geysorg. Oh, 
I don't know. It's like one of those things like, you know, if there's a new <sighs> Avengers movie and like but, Peter but, Parker puts on the Iron Man suit, not it's not enough. so much as like, it's Iron Man. It's like, no, it's who are you now? Like, I don't know who's in the suit. So like, the, well, the, we know Rhodey could be Iron Man. The whole basis around this episode is Don Cheadle or uh, the other guy. Toa, Toa needs to rely on more than just his speed to to succeed. I know his speed so. was doing pretty fucking amazing. Until like, he was being a little cocky shit about it. So it's not so, so much basically, speed. he can't. He needs to be more Flash and less Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I gotta think fast. Yeah. Grand spellcaster. We already. Know. It's Koichi it's Sakamoto's place. fever dream. He was yeah. the one directing the entire miniseries. That's so Blaze, his... by the way. Oh, is it Blaze? Yeah. God, stop changing your name. Yeah. There's a great. There was this great Trinity comedy two, moment. that makes no sense. The thing is, like the comedy, a lot of the comedy in this That's show really works. Yeah. And I love that moment where it's like, I oh, one of those talk. First of all, what a dick. One of those takoyakis is super spicy. Oh, <laughs> that, that's a cultural thing. I've seen that in other Japanese. Oh, is it? Videos. Yeah, I but I just love they cut. It's like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And Melto's like cut to melt Ooh. melting. Yeah. Oh wait, no. This is what they should have done just for just for shits and gigs. She should. Ubi should have been selling the takoyaki outside, and as they're coming back to the play, as they're coming back to the garage, you see some guy in a neon green like poncho walk out, looking like uh, that crumb. So anyway, um... But yeah, that, that takoyaki thing is a cultural thing in Japan. It's called Rush... Yeah, like Kaguya said, well, Russian just, there was a, there were, I'm just waiting for a scene for that kid, you know, he gets his sketchbook back, and he's like, I'm gonna go show this to my friend who's making takoyaki, and shows up, and she's just passed away. <laughs> oh. Whoa. She shows up, and she's a passport? Passed away. Passed away. No, I was, oh. no, was, was making a ghost joke when uh, when Necron or uh, when Necron was like, I I know who she is. I'm gonna bring a sketchbook and show her do some art stuff with Takayaki woman. Oh, she just passed away because she got exposition. Like I one remember of those things that. when somebody gets a backstory, you know they're about to die. Yeah. yeah like, a- let me tell you a story that happened to me as a kid because I feel that I might be murdered in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, this episode just straight up kind of sucked. I just love that Melt. I just love that Melt purports to try and give Toa a lesson when he's proven repeatedly that he is not the smart one he thinks he is. That's like Gar giving me advice. <laughs> Stop making things. Saying- I was making lane jokes last week. I'm making guard jokes this week. Itchy. Next week is your week. Oh, good. I'm sorry, Gar. You know I don't mean. Yeah, it. yeah, no. Anyone notice the little kid, the little brother of the Minotaur victim's name was Sh- or the the artist who was the victim of the week yeah, was Shotaro. Yeah. Well, that's a yep. very, very common name I know. in Japan. Like I've known four people from Japan, and two of them were named Shotaro. Wow. So I and you know the other two were named Shotaro. <laughs> if you say Philip, I'm gonna flip a lid. No, they all. I've known four people yeah, named Shotaro from Japan. I oh, just fun. like telling it. <laughs> there were two people. You know the other two called Shotaro. Yeah. Um. So this Wiser takes this sketchbook Minosaur and uses it to just drop portal cages on people. It's you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Green Lantern. You know, like it's like the, I could fucking make anything out of this ring, but I'm gonna make a fist, right? It's like it's here like, comes well, the giant. Fist. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, the the cages are not working. 
you know, try maybe, something else. Maybe genius. like a bear trap, you know, that'll trigger. Like it, it's like a wily e. coyote thing. He's just not learning. How about a cage that comes up from the ground, or a yeah. cage that flies around and chases them, or a spear that's pointed at face level near where he's running, or a gun. It's like all of a sudden you pale stuff in the face, and all the other monsters are like that's or not how we gun. do things. <laughs> Gun. What do you have? A knife. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm out of knives. Maybe, maybe Wizard just has a cage fetish. I, I'm not gonna king. Wouldn't king, surprise me. I'm not gonna. He, king, he is like a he is like a circus performer guy. I'm not gonna king shame or anything. Yeah. Um, but Wiser. yeah. So I'm sick of Wiser. The people who get I'm captured. I'm pretty sure he just has a he just has a fetish for himself. Yeah. I just I think I think it's about I I'm just we're what fifteen what what episode this is episode that? twenty. And yet, we're still dealing with, like, remnant. Like, like we're talking, like, the right fight, the Rhea soldiers could end the end the series. Right? Now, if this was a proper Super Sentai series, we would be doing the Six Ranger arc by now. But I mean, like, like who runs, you know, the, the, uh, the, the bad, I forget the name of them, the bad the, dudes? The Druidons? Yeah, the Druidons. We don't know. He'll probably be Endgame, and he'll get kicked, and his ass will get kicked in like ten episodes. You know, it's like 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 t- yeah, ten episodes from the end. I'm Ultimate Great Satan. I am the actual no, person. No, I am no, Druid no. John. You know what? Christmas episode, then the clip episode. He'll show up at the end of the clip episode. Last four episodes will be his. Will be yeah. his giant story arc. Yeah, and then I, he'll die. I hate clip episodes. I was just I'm watching Geki Ranger right now with my friend. And, like, there was this episode that came on right after, like, people who watch Geki Rangers, right after they got the the rhinoceros. And it's just, like, you're watching this episode, and it's, like, absolute filler. There's these phantom thieves. But characters keep sort of like, remember that time that we got the stag spirit? And I'm just, like, the show to clip. I'm like, is this, is this a clip show? But it was, like, right on the verge of, is this a clip show or not? Okay. Like, any more clips, it would have been a clip episode. Wow. But yeah, uh, yeah. So the people who get captured by these cages get sent to uh, what I can only refer to as Crayon's Garage, and I love that he's just got all of their equipment just tossed in a fucking pile in the back. And then there's this one shot where you see that he's giant and they're tiny, and and for some reason there's just a random ass like lady shriek in the background. And I'm like, what the fuck's that about? I guess I just, someone screamed. Uh, I just thought they could just it, reach it, out. It was and melt crush screaming. Them. Like, it's like, I'm gonna defeat the Ryu soldiers, even though they're the size of action figures, and I could probably smother them. Right. I'm just gonna leave them there, and wait for their inevitable hey, escape. Why, hey, why not call the alien rabies? They need some, they need some humans for slaves. Alien rabies? Why don't rabies. I, why don't I just use my fucking Minosaur liquid on all of them while they can't escape, and then watch them slowly die? Yeah. Why doesn't he just do that to himself? Maybe he will. Maybe that's how we'll get final boss. Crayon. Ooh, that'd be cool. Crayon will create what, a minosaur. What if he out of uses his own liquid his on his own desires? What if he made a minosaur out of one of the generals? They, like I will defend Ooh. Rhea Soldier. I am enjoying it greatly. I just really wish some sort of plot would kick in. Yes, right, exactly. Like, and the thing They're, is, the characters are great. I love the Rhea Soldiers. I love the villains. You know, I, I think that they've got a great amount of timing. You know, for it's a little formulaic, but then again, all Super Sentai is like, you know it's what? like we've created no. a monster. Let's go figure out how it got created. Now we got to figure oh. out how to beat it. Beat it. Now we got to beat it larger. That's that's what they got to do. Except the half the time they don't beat it before it grows. It just grows. That's what they need to do with the next Super Sentai series. 
not make it episodic. Do what they did with Build. Meet, make every episode like a part of a continuous story. You know the fandom would be like, this is too different, I don't like it! How dare you! The problem is, Sentai is aimed at a slightly younger audience than Ryder is, and the expectation is that kids that young can't keep track of a story. Also, we're ga- also we're getting the whole the Super Sentai getting cancelled next year thing, and I bring up the fact if we cancel the show, that means we get no money instead of some yeah. money. Yeah, that. It's it's the whole thing. It's like, you know, they say, oh, you know, the toys aren't selling as well as we'd like. Uh, however, so make still, better toys! They're still making money in advertising. They're still making money in product placements. They're it's, still making money in the it's stage It's still one do. of the... Uh, and the thing is, now, what people who tell you this conspiracy theory about... Them canceling Super Sentai, and I went and looked this up because I was worried when I first saw the thing. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I like Super Sentai. It's the whole thing that these people who start these things don't bring into effect is the fact that television revenue is down across the board in Japan, North America. The problem is, is the shows are not making as much money on television, which is what sells the toys. They're making money streaming. That's why so many shows now, like, how many, like, web-only things does Kamen Rider Zio have? Like, yeah. that's where the money is being made. And and it's going down across the board. So when they are projecting, like, oh, well, we want our toys to make X amount of money in next quarter, and it doesn't hit it, it's not that nobody's buying the toys, it's that they're... You can't list a lower projection. You can't show the slope of people, you know, being engaged by television less and buying less toys across all of the television medium. You can't just say, well, realistically, we're going to make 70% less of what you used to make. You have to always project higher. It's the way capitalism works. And Japan's, uh, Japan is a capitalist culture. So they have to, every season, say, well, we're going to do better than last season. We have shareholders to, to you know, on the Nikkei Index to deal with. We have, you know, uh, like people making money at the top we have to say we're going to do better so when they say oh these toys aren't selling they're not selling compared to what they used to sell now yes some seasons are going to sell better than others but the fact that there is a decline in toy sales does not mean it's dying it doesn't mean they're not selling toys and it's also just a bigger factor that it's like if you look at the ryu soldier toy line you only have one big mech and like all the other mechs are kind of just dinky and they combine onto the other mech. <clears throat> yeah, this kind of leads into what my issue is. Like, like I love the Ryu Souls themselves because I like knights. But other They're than a that, really neat idea. Other than that, the toy line is kind of not stellar. Like, the changer is not great. The, the sword is ugly. and The, the changer other- is sort of divided into the sword and the changer. Um, and then the the Moza Changer is probably the coolest roleplay toy Ryu Soldiers put out so far, but it doesn't read the Ryu Souls. It just has two sounds. So, you want to sell more toys? Make better toys. Yeah, the gimmick thing. I would have to disagree. Of... That's that's Mirror Needle. He's I mean, Mill Needle's the coolest Zord they put out so far. I mean, Tiger Lance. Okay. I mean, that's all opinion. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying, based on my opinion, I think Mill Needle's the only cool Zord they put out so far. Ooh, here's one bullshit thing I kind of didn't like about this episode. So, you know how they're all trapped in cages? How does Bomba, or how does Toa fix it? 
he draws a key in a notebook. It's so but he draws only one key. And it turns yeah. into like ten. And it turns into like seven keys. I'm like, how does that work? It in technicality, it he only needs one. It would have been perfectly reasonable for him to just write, right next to the key emblem, just write X10. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, like, just like this times ten. <laughs> Can someone explain to me what was happening with fucking Canalo and that chick? Oh yeah, so he was getting that was fucking he weird. He was hitting on this weird caricature artist lady, Natsumi, and then he tries to save her from the cage and ends up getting caught now, himself, no, like no, the no, fucking no. idiot we knew. That she's drawing him, and he just keeps saying, "Why are you staring at me like that?" I don't think Why he kn- staring. I don't think he knows that she's drawing him. He's just too focused on. He's too fucking I thirsty. I kept waiting for her to come back, like when. Like, Link was like, I have a plan. I thought, he's gonna go get the artist woman. To draw and something to And she's gonna get yeah. a hold of it. And it's gonna be like a battle of artists. That would've and been then, amazing. Yeah, and then That's you never see her again. Too. Also, I, I, Canelo needs to stop being less thirsty. I am not as creeped out with the, the tiny girl hitting on grown men as I am with Canelo with any interaction he has. Oh, with no, I still, I still think Oto is Ooh. worse. No, no, I like Oto, like, at least that one is like, okay, well, you, you know. At I, least Canelo is legal! Also, she has terrible taste. She's only interested in milk. Also, this is the it's, first it's episode. Clearly, La Bamba's the one. I, I, would, I, I would go on a date and, and send flowers to La Bamba. And he would stab them. <laughs> you would stab the flowers. You would oh, stab the flowers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring ones that, that that gave birth to to a monster. I would bring regular ones. Uh, he won't kill it if it's not plot relevant. You don't know that. Oh, that I don't. But I'd like to try. Oh, loves to stab. Oh, because I watched the Rock episode. Canelo's like, don't do it. Okay. You watched oh, wait, the Rock no, episode. I'm not an idiot. So Obama, Bob- uh, he's arm candy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Can, we call him, can I call him Arm Candy? Because he's beautiful, sure. and he has no personality. We've been referring to him as Stabbing Bamba, or Jumping Bamba, or... No, Jumping Bamba's dead, so uh, we... We'll, yeah, we'll Rip Jumping Bamba, again. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have, one time where he, like, oh, leaked over a fence. We're also missing Sleeping Bamba. Oh, I love Blaze in the chat is like, Kanalo's so thirsty, he's bone dry. Uh-huh. The guy from the Water Tribe is thirsty. Water Tribe. Oh, I've got a joke. I'm gonna say it, it, it's uh, uh, it's a good thing that he can use any water to talk to his sword yeah. because if he could only talk to his sword by getting his dick wet, he'd never talk to it again. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Is that that's, why he's so obsessed with? Oh, no. That's a hentai game. <laughs> It sounds honestly. He couldn't get a woman hentai, wet if she was from the underwater tribe. All the hentai <laughs> games that have plots like, oh, I, I have to discover these secret vampires by stripping women and stuff like that. It really well, sounds like it's. You know, reminds me of. Have you ever seen anyone? Okay, this is the most obscure manga or anime that yeah, that I'm going to mention. It's called Those Who Hunt Elves, where these people. I, I know from, about it. I've heard oh, it. Man, I've yeah, heard people it. from the real world were magically transported to a fantasy world, and the spell to send them back is randomly tattooed onto like elf maidens all over the world. Wow. So they have to go from town to town stripping every elven woman they can find. Okay, to get that is not at all what I thought it was about when I heard that it was. Yeah. What it was about. My favorite is there's, and they've all got different things. Like one woman's an actress, so she'll try to trick them into doing it. But the one guy is a straight up shonen protagonist that actually has a move called Stripping Fist. 
that he will punch what? somebody and their clothes explode. So he can punch everyone someone's clothes off? So it's yeah. Ne so it's Negima. But the thing is, I'm no, just no, like, punch exploding clothes is a big genre in anime, but I just like that they worked real hard to make a reason for it. They're like, I really... And he, the funny thing is, he's always like, I'm really sorry about this, yeah. but I'm going to punch you in the chest and your clothes are going to explode. Yeah, that's a lot in, in, in my was very, very... But yeah, Interesting concept. As, as Blaze pointed out in our chat earlier, we've been making jokes about the way that uh, Kanalo could use water to talk to Moserex. We were wondering if it would work if he peed on his own hand. Yeah, or spat on, on the ground and put well, his hand so in. I don't think he actually has to pee on his hand. Like, I just think he just has to pee. Because <laughs> he's touching it. Moserex, hurry up! I don't have a lot of pee! Died. That doesn't count! Could he do it while drinking a Mountain Dew? <laughs> humans are humans are 80% water. If that were the case, then unless underwater reassault, people are made of, like, oil instead, and that's why they can breathe underwater. He gets really oh, desperate, so he, like, cuts somebody and sanguinates them as their blood stripping. Oh, jeez. Mosa, I've killed again! <laughs> I did it again. Canalo! Imagine if it was just for something totally casual, like he's dripping with blood and he's like, Hi, Moserexa, how's the so going? He kills a person? Like, Moserex, what was that song that I really liked when <laughs> yeah. I was a kid? That's even so better! The one that goes... Da -da 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 -da. No, the one that goes like... Da -da -da -da. So, <laughs> so Big Wiser gets destroyed and Wiser cries over Wiser. No, he, he, he kills he somebody over. and then the blood is there and he's just like, I'm going to the store, do you need anything? So, so Wiseru uh, cries a room. He's like, what does she? I'm kind of sick of Wiseru now. He was cool I for know. a bit, but now he's overstaying his wealth. Well, it's okay, Garb, because apparently next episode, Tanjo comes back. And also, like, what? Okay, it's did, probably a one off. Did that other enemy, that one that made them uh, crayon make five, where, did Gachi he Lance? die? Yeah, Gachi, yeah, yeah, yeah he's dead. Kirishiru Neptune killed Gachi Okay, because I really, like, he had left next to no impression on me. Yeah. I think it was funny how awful he was. He was. Like, he just showed up and like, oh, he looks really cool. Maybe this is a big new villain. And, like, well, first of all, he's, like, fucking really mean to Crayon. And I'm like, dude. Right? That's why. That's part of why I think Crayon is so interesting. He has such a tragic right. story through Well, the this. thing is, like, like Wizro is kind of mean to him in a certain way. But, like, you know, like... He's still having fun. Yeah. And, like, Tank Joe, he cared about it even though he's He weird. was authoritative, but, like, well, kind. Yeah, yeah, well, but... they were mean to Crayon, but they... he You know, but, like, Crayon knew he they didn't mean it. Like, what I mean yeah. to Gar. Okay, bye, Emily. Bye, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye, I'm sorry. So, uh, when they do the giant fight with Wizaru, there's this one shot after you see Five and Neptune running. They, they cut to... Seeing what the Zords look like from inside a building, and I just want someone to add Takatora to that shot. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think giant I'm, Megazord fight. Everyone's going insane. Well, I think I know why I'm kind of not liking Wiseru anymore. He has no one to like bounce off of. Yeah, Crayon. and the no, no, no. But that's the problem. Crayon's a suck up. But Crayon he, he, is like he Crayon agrees with up. everything. He doesn't like. Oh, I can take my uh, earphones. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, just. We need another general for Wiseru well, to bounce. Yeah, like if they that, were if that, they were like a group, like a traditional Sentai Wiseru, I wouldn't mind at all. But he has no one to bounce off of. Look at look at it this way. Okay, so if we look at Kiryuger, Wiseru's pretty Kiryu much uh, uh, what is her name? The the singing one. Candorilla. Candorilla. Okay, now it's almost the same character archetype. The the somewhat vain theatric, you know. 
the theatric trickster one. And the thing is, Candelira was great because she would be bouncing off of the other characters that exactly. would be like, I don't want to do it this way, but Wizro by himself with no check. And that's why I didn't like when, you know, fucking like boring ship guy showed up. No, no. The Wizro took off because I'm like, them arguing over which way works would have been interesting. Exactly. And this is one of a list of things that this season is removing and, from the typical Sentai formula that is making me not like it as much as I would and, like to be. Like I feel like that's going to be the major problem with Free Soldier that I have overall, and that's just it's just going to be the villains. You the know, villains what? are hindering this show. And you can't have they, have, they all have cool designs well, and interesting personalities, just, but they're not you doing anything with them. You can't have a good show. You can't have good heroes without great villains. No, mm. the problem with the villains is they're all great, but they should all be together so they can work off like each other. Giving it to them to, they're giving us the villains one at a time and killing them. Yeah, like, but they're doing it way too long with Wiseru. Yeah, he left. Then he came back, but now it's like, okay, you're overstaying your welcome, buddy. Where's the next guy? Like, if the gimmick is trading up villains every, like, eight weeks, then I think it's about time he shuffled off. Yeah. I was expecting this to be the one where he shuffled off, because, like, we get a giant Wiser fight, and usually by way of the Megazord is how most generals get murdered. No, but that wasn't yeah. him. That was a copy of him. I know, and that's why this episode feels cheap. Uh, so, yeah, yeah Geysorg's around, and... Geysorg, I don't give a shit. Where the fuck have you been, and why aren't you around more? Do something, show. Give us something. In which, apparently in the what preview for next said. week, something will actually be happening. Remember yeah. Geysorg? He's back. In backstory form. <laughs> His backstory's in the movie that we won't get until January. I just love this one shot near the end where Toa's asking Bamba about Geysorg, and, and Bamba, like, skirts around the question. You want hey, a puppy? We can get a puppy. And then Toa just gives him the fucking angry face. Maybe I will stab you. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to see you try, bitch. Stabbing Toa. Stabbing Toa. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Can, can, can we start talking about the turtles? I, I also like that when we did the roll call, we got new visual effects. That was neat. This little tower with their banners on it. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, it was kind of, it was a new, it was a quicker version. I also like that Toa did exactly what I was yelling at the screen for him to do, which was rip the fucking book in half. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna add to my 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 estimation. It, they they have a good. There's a lot of potential in this show, and they've got the heroes down. The heroes are good. We just need better villains for them to react off of. And you're absolutely like we need. There needs to be hi. I'm the leader of the Druidons. I might not like even if he just like fucking showed up in a fucking portal. Like hey, like Dokoku? Yeah, or not Dokoku? Yeah, um, like I'm the I'm, dude from Ninja. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I am the Druid Master. Um, I'm coming later. You better take care of those Ryu soldiers. And they're like, oh my god, it's that. And then they get really scared. And like even Wazul's like, um, uh. Like holy shit! I I gotta get my shit together. Like, that would be awesome. Like, get the real soul like, tape. Like so far, the best villains I've seen in Sentai are from Puri Kenjer because each of them, they, there are seven generals, but they all bounce off each other really well. And it's like when one of them shows up again, or like when they show up gradually throughout the show, they're stronger and have their own way of fighting. Yeah. Can somebody make a GIF or no? Sorry, GIF like an image. Of a Ryu soldier, but with Soldier Boy's head on it. God damn it. Oh, no. So it'd be like Ryu Soldier Boy? No. no. Ryu Soldier Boy. 
Were you soldier boy? Uh, I like Five Nights Drop Strike. That was pretty badass. I want a Five Guys burger. Um, <laughs> so guys, Calabunga. 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 Tommy, do you suck? You were interrupting the bumper, and I have to play it again. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to. One more time. And once more, just because there's four. Cowabungus week two! Secret of the Ooze. So, yeah. Quick story time. Uh -oh. Story so, time. Yeah, story time. So, after the release of the first Ninja Turtles movie... It was too violent. Parents were a bit upset over it being heavily violent for what was what was considered a kid's movie. It was the highest grossing independent movie for the longest time until, you know, Matrix happened. And <laughs> fucking Matrix. The Turtles were dethroned by the Matrix. Yeah, hey, the Matrix is So, Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. Eh? I thought, I... Like, I, like, as a standalone movie, it's great. But as a sequel, it's not that good. You know, you know what is interesting uh, that I noticed this time was that uh, okay, so yeah, the first one they use their weapons. Uh, this one, like they kind of make reference to the weapons in the beginning fight. Like Leonardo uses them as a tool. And yeah, they, they mostly use their weapons as like props in or the, tools. and they only use them at the beginning or you know. In the, the most, the, the most they actually get used as weapons is Donnie just like smacking. Dudes but you know the what the staff. genius of this is? I have seen this movie like twenty times over the years. And I actually said to Gar, who had the facts, do they actually fight with their weapons? And Gar goes, no, they don't actually. I'm like, I never noticed that they never did it. Yeah. Because they did it in such a creative way. Because the thing is, like, in some of the ones, they, they're holding their weapons and they're not doing anything. And you really notice it. This one, I'm just like, well, here's here are the examples that I remember of the most their weapons got used. Leonardo, in the opening fight of the movie... Tossed his swords up into the ceiling and then grabbed onto them to do like a swing kick. And it almost seems like he's taunting the the uh, like the the critics. Oh my god, are you a soldier boy? God damn it. Um. Okay. I, okay. So all these parents were like, "Oh, we don't want the swords because the swords and the nunchucks were the big ones." And uh, so it's almost like now you see them, now you don't, and like and you do, he doesn't yeah. use his swords again for the rest of the movie. And, and Michelangelo's response to not using his nunchucks was to instead use linked sausages. Yeah, in which the only time they actually used the nunchucks was in a later scene when April is pretending that she. Knows <laughs> yeah, but that's different. I, I do some yeah. chucking. Yeah. I, I'm a chucker, and she's almost making fun yeah. of nunchucks. Yeah. Like it's she's making fun chucks. Yeah. Exactly, but it's like, I don't know, it's one of those things where where you could see they were under a lot of pressure to not use the weapons and to tone the violence down. But, uh, but well, I'm even watching it now when I'm noticing how little action they're actually doing, I'm just like, you know what, it doesn't really ruin it. Like, they did the best thing. They, they, it almost feels like a well-executed compromise. And, yeah. and the weirdest thing about this movie is... Again, it came out in 1991, one year after the first movie. So this entire movie was made in under a year. Well, they're, they're shot on like three locations. Yeah, and but what I was leading up to, going over the examples, was 
Donatello actually, over a couple of different instances, actually whoops people with his fucking bow staff. But that's because nobody it's, cares. It's a staff. And the funny thing is, of all of the weapons, a stick. The stick. Of all, of the, all of the all of the weapons that are in the Ninja Turtles repertoire, the one that kids are likely to get their hands on is the stick. Yeah. Hell, Gar has one in the corner. I actually do. Well, you know. See, this this is my first introduction. This movie, God, he's getting it. This movie was my first introduction to the Ninja Turtles. So yeah, I, th- I think it might have been I, mine. I used to watch this movie like all the time as a kid. Like I had a VHS tape of it because like, oh, yeah. my brother owned it. I've watched so this watched more than any other Turtles time. movie as well. So I just like I came to really like this movie, and like I even like well, actually, like my favorite character in this movie is 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 Kino, like the the new side character. He's oh. like this pizza delivery boy. Who is? Drastically underused. Like, yeah. in my opinion, he even makes a complaint about that later in the movie. When, like, yeah, they're, they're I should be out with the guys. Like, he's, like, he's like, I should be out there. I can fight. They so, put like, so much. We don't want to pay you anymore. They put so much work into my into my backstory. But it's just like you know the whole thing, like with like uh, Raphael and uh, Kino infiltrating the Foot Clan. Yeah. I remembered it as being longer and much like better, and it was no longer. And it's just the thing is like it's pretty much like okay, I want you to introduce the Foot Clan. We want you to do these two fucking things. Okay, you're part of the Foot Clan. Yep, this is the Foot Clan. All right, let's get out of here. We were, we were our secret our secret uh, uninfiltratable base was just on the other side of this giant junk pile. It should have been like, hey, Kino, By the I'm going to leave you now. Here's how to get a hold of me. When you you know if you see the spread the 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 spreader if the you spreader. see the, if you see the sh- beware the spreader. <laughs> It's just a butter knife. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just got like knife hands like Wolverine, but like someone cosplaying Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and his helmet is made of like like fucking like steak knives? No, it's it's made of like uh like a, a margarine spread. <laughs> no, but anyway, it's like okay, like hey, you know, we don't actually know what they're doing here. We don't know how Shredder's alive, we don't know what he's doing with the ooze. Speaking of Shredder being alive, uh Casey Jones is completely absent from this movie. Yeah, yeah. he's a violent character. We he, can't he was, he was a violent Not even character. a throwaway line, oh Casey moved away or uh, we broke up or anything. Oh, like oh, oh, oh Casey's oh. Doing... Busy playing hockey, beating yeah. up hey, more street hey, cops. I don't know. It could have been worse. He could have been recasted like the majority of the characters. I mean, I, I understand your problem with that, but I'm someone who grew up with this movie more than any other Turtles thing. But but within a year, none of them were like, oh yeah, let's, yeah, might as well do the sequel. But no, the majority of the cast from the first movie isn't even around. April? Nope. Uh, Donnie's voice actor? Nope. Well, Corey Feldman went to rehab because he had a drug problem. He came <laughs> back for the third movie. Too much ooze. Yeah, too much ooze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Which is weird, because I actually liked Donnie's voice in this movie. Nah, he sounded very, like, he sounded nerdy. Sorry, it was more, it was more cartoon. It was more, it was more cartoon accurate. He didn't trust his instincts enough. Yeah. Um, Mikey got changed. Raph got changed. Leo's the only voice actor that stayed the same. Now, the one thing that I'll say, though, the voice of Mikey and the voice of Raph are so spot on, I didn't realize that they had changed them. Right? I, until Gar told no, me. Yo, I noticed it with Raph. Fuck, Gar has a stick. <laughs> but that's the non-violent weapon, so I'm not afraid. Yeah, yeah that's my walking stick. It's jagged and pointy, but we're okay with yeah. it. Gun. So, um, no, with Raph, he has Fuck. more of a look. <laughs> <laughs> Tom just just dropped his mill needle zord into Lane's crotch. (laughs) (laughs) That'll teach. Don't bring a gun to. Don't bring a gun to fight. Don't bring. Don't bring a gun to a mill needle dick fight. (laughs) 
We had, we had the hey, Lane, remember that time I threw a... I threw Sword a big dick? Yeah. Sword <laughs> dick? Precious memories. Uh, uh, Raph has more of a heavy Brooklyn accent. I like it. You, you know what it was? It's the same voice, but pitched down. Because the last one was like, damn! Like it was deep. And this damn! One, this one no, was... He ain't gonna go be in Turtles 3! No, you know what it is? He's more... Shredder? <laughs> the voice is more aggressive in the first movie. Yeah. He's like, I lost my sight. So what? And then we just like the, the here he's thing, like he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's thing, up, guy? The great thing also about this movie that I really enjoyed because like especially as a kid was that it was so quotable. Like there's so oh, yeah. many yeah. Oh, We've quoted like, this like, movie so the dialogue, times. you know the funny moment to reflect when you go in, you smell like I cannot count how many Ninja pizza, my, my friends and I Wax on, wax that. off. Babies! Damn babies! Okay, can we? Can we mention that fucking thing now? That I none of us. This. Oh yeah. Okay, so as you guys know, yeah, Toka and Razor are are imbeciles. Like, and the excuse that the scientist gives Shredder is, well, they're 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 just born. And then when he's talking to the turtles, he he mentions that he contaminated the ooze. So, so Token Razor would be dumber and less violent. So he actually sabotaged the the the, the mutation. So Token Razor would be dumb. And the thing is, though they're strong and they're next to indestructible, they don't really hurt the turtles really because they don't know how to fight. Because they're too they're too dumb to use their skills effectively. And and this line was something that apparently none of us. I have up seen on. that movie like twenty times. I have never caught that the scientist. New well because the thing is and there's so many scenes where you see that he's trying to fight back yeah. against making these things and they're just like no sit, they won't even let him stand up yeah. you know but the thing piss is, your pants scientist yeah so the thing is he he actually sabotaged Toka and Razor to make them more docile and I'm just like that's amazing yeah. and the whole movie the entirety of the movie makes more sense because even watching going yeah but why are they so dumb they can talk but it's yeah. no it's not that they were really young because these animals were in their maturity it's the whole thing is that he contaminated the ooze to make them dumber my my biggest question that kind of goes unexplained is so the turtles after getting mutated grew to their current size over the course of 15 years so how the fuck did token razor grow to that same size in what we can assume is a couple of days well remember they were already fully matured animals exactly they were baby baby turtles when they were some use so they became adult versions of what they are now. The wolf, the snapping turtle was fucking huge, and the wolf was pretty big too. Oh yeah, and by the way, um, Toka and Razar are fucking awesome. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, they look. They look. And this is this is where it's going to take a dive in Turtles Three. The turtles still looked great, but Toka and Razar stole the show. They looked fat. Like no matter how close of a look you got, all the attention, like just like the details on like Razar's fucking like face, oh, and like he so saw like cool. the. Dr- losing from his mouth and yeah. stuff. They give him a shield in one shot, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they give him, like, makeshift armor. And the thing is, you can tell when when the creators are proud of something they made, they give them these money shots. Yeah. Like, shots where it's just, like... like a uh, full like, shot. Yeah, like, just... Like, when uh, when Shredder shows off the turtles, uh, Token and Razar for the first time, when the wall comes down, that's a money shot. Like, they're just both yeah. standing there. Oh, yeah. like, and I remember as a kid going... Whoa! Yeah, I was, kind of, I was like, oh man. I a, a plot point I really fucking enjoyed in this movie though that I didn't realize either was that I didn't realize how much like the turtles were like excited to be like, oh man, like we're gonna find out like 
where we came, like, how we actually came to be, and then, like, they find out the truth from the scientists, and, like, Donnie's, like, all, like, man, like, I thought, like, how we turned out how we are was gonna be, like, more awesome, more special. It was a complete accident. And, like, yeah, it was just, like, we were an accident, and Splinter's just, like, it doesn't matter how you guys were created, it's what you are now that really fucking matters. (laughs) That's a shot Tom took while we were watching the Just, I thought, yeah. Find out we were special. Well, you are. You're, you're, still the, you're four walking, talking turtles. Doesn't matter how it happened. That no ninjutsu. That's okay. Most children are accidents. Also, Garmy made a funny like <laughs> realization like a couple days ago. He's like, "Wait a minute, they're ninjas, but they're turtles. Turtles are slow." Oh my god! Welcome to the joke. Yeah. I, I never caught on to that joke. You know, okay, I, keep I, that line from Bruno Floss. Wait. Turtles live in the sewer. I don't know. That's if, disgusting. I don't know if this is a rule, but I'm using Itchy's notes to to comment on stuff. I don't know if that's just for Itchy. Ten flips. That was for everyone. Okay, so you comment. You've got there. Ralph wants to watch. Oh, Ra- Ralph. Ralph. Ralph from the spread. <laughs> Ralph from the spreader. Raphael. It's it's uh, adolescent radioactive uh, kung fu hamsters. <laughs> Actual comic book that was a parody. Raphael. Uh, but Ralph wants like to watch Oprah. Now the thing is. Do you know why that's so funny? Because there's an actual Oprah Q&A with them? That, too. <laughs> um, but that wasn't for that. It was... Uh, at the, now, the thing is, like... Um, we know Oprah now as this, like, prolific figure, like, Oscar-winning actor, like, really, like, you know, has a lot of great shows that help people's lives. Dude, Oprah, the back in the Dude, day, the her talk show bordered on, like, Maury Povich kind of stuff there. There'd be people on getting mad at each other. There, you know, it would be like, you know, sensationalism. And at that time, that's the kind of stuff Oprah was doing. <laughs> so when Raph wants Oprah, he wants... He wants trash TV. Yeah, exactly. He wants trash TV. <laughs> so and if you're looking at it now going like, it would, it's almost a different oh, joke. Oh, Raph wants a highbrow show. Yeah, it's almost like different joke now. It's like, oh, Raph's at secret. It's all he's secretly in touch with his feminine style. He wants to see what's Oprah's book club. Is Raph no, into he literature? He wants to see what people are cheating on each other, and you know. <laughs> also, so what he really wants is Doctor Phil. Also, this movie is a huge fucking just making you want pizza because that opening scene where you just hear everyone with pizza that was a thing and, and, like, and you just see all these people just with sliced pizza like you see a pair of cops who just like fucking arrested a dude like he's laying on the car and they're just eating pizza this literally you might as well just order a pizza before you watch this movie because you, once you see that opening scene you're gonna want pizza like, and then, well, we, luckily we had one on, on and, the then go, we, and right. then we did we ordered some pizza but no, all, all of Cowabungus yeah. were going to be ordering pizza every time we watched oh. I mean, why just Cowabungus? So, so yeah, the Turtles <laughs> were on Oprah in 1990. Oh my god. They were promoting the end of our show's tour. Yes, this I was, was about to say, was it the fucking what? musical stage shoots? But I mean, <laughs> so, but the, the the thing is that was funny is that now pizza was has been popular since like the, the, the dawn of time. The 60s. But I mean, it wasn't a huge fad. Like, you know how in this day and age... There is a pizza place on every street. Yeah. You've, if you want to call pizza delivery here, for example, and we're an average place, Toronto, there are, like, at least a dozen places that will deliver here, not counting, like, Uber Eats. Yeah, we have Pizza yeah. Hut, Pizza Nova, yeah. two yeah. for one, pizza Domino's, pizza. yeah. Pizza but, Nova. But the thing is, like, in er, like in the late 80s and 90s, the idea of, like, pizza delivery hit big. Like, it, they had it before, but it hit big, and it was a fad. 
and pizza places sprung up everywhere. And and I remember seeing a thing in the newspaper that said pizza fever strikes Toronto, <laughs> and it was literally Catch that. Fever. It was that scene at the beginning of the movie. And the funny thing is, it happened to coincide between these movies. So, and the thing is, what are the turtles really fond of? Pizza. What's really popular right now? Pizza. And so, of course, let's play it up. And um, it was just great timing. And the thing is, I would so say... So the Turtles movie was the original writing the algorithm. Yeah. And I would say <laughs> that Ninja Turtles, you know, are so big and connected to... Like, if you think of, like, man, who loves pizza? Like, you ask a random person on the street, who loves pizza? They go, oh, the Ninja Turtles. And they're so tied in with the cultural lexicon of, of pizza. It's because when pizza hits super mainstream, the turtles were there to be kind of like the impromptu like mascots the, for it. The heralds oh, of pizza. Oh, yeah. I want to make a quick joke. or I, I want to quickly pin, uh, point something out. So in the first movie, their sponsor was Domino's Pizza. Who yeah. was not in this movie. Well, Domino's decided, fuck that shit. That movie was too mature for us. So the movie's like, you know what? We'll make our own pizza joint. With blackjack and hookers. With, with Kino. Um, Ray's Pizza. And yeah, you, you Ray's know, Pizza. Roy's the pizza. funny thing oh, is, like, I'm just thinking, like, people are like, oh man, this movie's too violent. What do we get ourselves into? Meanwhile, McDonald's is sitting there with Batman Returns toys going, you think you got problems? <laughs> yeah. Did you see Danny DeVito? <laughs> he fucking bit a guy's nose off. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so... We have to talk about the thing that became the most memed thing throughout the entire movie. One of my favorite, most quotable lines is when the Foot Clan starts reassembling, the dude who was the second in command from the first movie, Tatsu, just comes up to his troops and declares, I, Tatsu, now lead. So then, just like the rest of the movie, we just go like, I, Tatsu, now feed. <laughs> I, Tatsu, now sleep. Now dance. <laughs> and Tatsu's reign of uh, leadership of the Foot Clan lasts 42 <laughs> seconds. I wouldn't even put it that far. I'd put it more like 20 seconds. It's like, hey, I now lead. Uh, oh, Shredder. Uh, That's hey. all who challenged. <laughs> I just tie. <laughs> oh, I did Tatsu is leader of the Foot Clan for a span of 10 seconds. Yeah. He is 20 seconds off from the second guy that took over another organization. I am, of course, referring to Starscream. You mean the best, best moment movie. in the Transformers movie ever? He was leader of Decepticons <laughs> for 30 seconds. The first rule about Foot Club is you do not talk about Foot Club. I'm talking about the Decepticons. Oh, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron showed up, obliterated Starscream into dust, and he's like, anyone else? And I they're love all like, this moment. Are you? And it's the closest thing... To a, an intentional joke they do with Shredder. Because the babies thing is unintentionally funny. But just the whole thing, it's like, it's like, you know, I found this mutated dandelion. It's like, I it's like, I told you to shut up, I told you to That is not what I told you to do. Yeah, that's not, and then but this is much better. And I'm like I'm still gonna stab you though. Like that was like <laughs> Shredder trying to make a joke. Yeah. Um Oh, oh yeah, Shredder, different actor. Also, also the first not that that matters. Like they're both like they, behind a mask and yeah, yeah. anyway. Speaking of the mask, the first time he shows up and speaks to Tatsu to reclaim his leadership, his voice still has that echoey filter, but he clearly is not wearing a mask. So the same problem they had in the last. Yeah, he has a smoking. He has a smoking problem. <laughs> also, you know, like we don't know exactly how long it's been since the first movie. So like, it, why it the fuck like, has Shredder just been lying in a pile of garbage for it, God knows how long? I think the my my best guess on that is it can't be more than a week. 
Because, like, the garbage got taken out by no, the dumpster. You know what? And he's no. on the first... There's only one layer. Hang on. In. Hang on. No. You know what? You know what? I actually found something really creative. Here's what they should have done. Okay, you cut You cut to the scene from the end of the first movie. You see Splinter, like, toss Shredder off the building, and he goes into the dumpster. You start the movie off. Like, that's how you start it. With, with a footage that already exists. You cut to the garbage truck... Hang to the dumpster and you see all the Foot Clan, like the rest of the Foot Clan showing up. And Tatsu's like, Tatsu does the whole thing. He's like, I now lead. Does anyone challenge me? Shredder shows up and he's like, I want revenge. And that's when you cue the movie theme. Like, and that's when you see everyone eating pizza and stuff. I feel like playing the happy movie theme immediately after Shredder's reveal would be a giant Yeah, it would be a tonal shift, yeah. It would get you into the feeling of, oh shit. Here we go again. No, it just it would be too much of a tonal shift. I feel like it would have I mean, worked better. I have uh, no problem with the way it's done. It could be done it could be done if you execute it right, because like I I'm I'm sure there are other movies where it's happened, but it probably Two stars worked. for that Uber. Driver crushed on me too hard. Also, where do you get the new outfit? Did he yeah, just... he went from like a pink suit to a purple he, suit. He fished and it out I of the garbage. I swear to God, I swear to God, whatever the cape he had, it was a shower curtain. So a cape out of a fucking shower One curtain. One thing that I, that I thought as a kid is shower. I thought that the whole. Okay, so obviously it's like he left the dock yeah. and he went to a junkyard that they had already kind of set up as you a know what? You know what my hypothesis on that is? What? So I think the Foot Clan saw that he went into the dumpster and followed the truck to the junkyard and set up their base in that same junkyard. I thought, and that's that, why Shredder showed up. I so thought great. that too. I thought that he was literally still in the dump. Like he's just like, that's well, why, that's why here my joke, I am. That's why my joke was, oh, our secret, uh, un- impregnable Foot Clan base was just on the other side of that trash heap. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> but only secret people can get in. <laughs> there he is, falling right into the garbage truck. Ah! <laughs> Master Splinter is the same. Though. Oh, he just the whole yeah. He he no. The, he's pretty much an asshole this whole movie. He's just like he just says <laughs> no to everyone about everything. Like oh, can we just chill? No, we're watching the, fucking the, April. The thing that got oh, me. Oh, can we go? Can we go but, do, but, do, 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 do you this? Split? No, fuck you. I got to put lane. Pizzas. I was okay. I was yeah. making this joke because Splinter was like up on the roof, and I made when we're watching it. I make this offhanded joke. They're like, what's he doing on the roof? And I'm like, oh, he's furiously masturbating, I said. <laughs> and then, like, a minute later, they say, where's Splinter? And he goes, coming to, to a decision. But <laughs> I'm just like, for a second, we all like, silent, going, wait, what? <laughs> and, and, like, we were all questioning our memory of, like, is this... And it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a minute later. It was, like, two seconds after no, you yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, he's up on the roof furiously masturbating. <laughs> where's, Splint, where's Splinter? Where's Splinter? Or what's Splinter up to on the roof? Coming! And I'm like... To like, a decision near you! Like, for a second in my head, I actually thought that the film had become sentient. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck you, that's what he's doing. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like, coming! To a decision! Like, nobody in the booth was like, dude, you might want to make no pause there. Yeah, like, that's Coming might, to yeah. a decision. That's or like, uh... coming, it should be, coming to a decision! Coming to, coming to a decision. I would have said, like, making a decision. Yeah. Like, or it just, I was no, coming to a decision. Like, to decision. It's like, coming! Like, it's just... Or like, pondering choices or something. And, and I still it had to be that word, specifically. It is Kevin Clash. You know, he... Kevin, not to be confused no. with Kevin Nash. Kevin! 
doing this issue? Mrs. Splinter wants to watch April. Princess, okay. Take flips now, and remember, go okay. ninja, go ninja, go! This, this, okay! So, despite all of the naysaying Shredder does, or Splinter does in this movie, I get the names mixed up sometimes. There was this one badass moment he has later where he just, like, comes out of nowhere with a fucking bow and arrow and saves the turtles from a spike trap. Oh, bunga! This, these are my deuce X arrows. Yeah. Arrow X Machina. Yeah. And, and oh, then here's the thing. Did I miss it when we were watching it that I thought that when they were doing the flip, Splinter looks over and they're cheating? Yeah, no, no. There was this one... Yeah, Michelangelo makes some comment and, and Splinter look just gives him the look and Michelangelo knows he's got to do his flip. Now that happens. I just yeah. missed it, right? No, no, yeah. He's, he starts doing he the flips. Starts going and then at, as everyone leaves, he's, he's just standing there making noises like he's doing the flips and then they, yeah, they like, catch him one. and he's like, yeah. one. <laughs> That was good. I like that. I just, I just was waiting for it. Well, I thought that he was in with Raph and Leo, but I guess it was. Like, I love that. No, like their really punishment good. is backflips. Like they do them all the time, and it's it. You it's can, like Chris. Your punishment for making that bad joke <laughs> is to eat some chicken nuggets. Oh Drink no! This entire case of Pepsi, Lane, one after the other. Lane, I want you. One. To play, I want you to play with the decade belt for ten minutes. Gar, I want you to tell people how great Ultraman is ten times. Fucking nobody. He's done it ninety times. And me, I'm gonna talk times. about the Foot Clan <laughs> ten times. Yeah, ninety-one times. <laughs> but like, my favorite thing about the fact that they're doing the flips is if you pay attention to them doing it, you can clearly see that Leo is like amazingly better at it than oh. Raph. And which, well, yeah, no, this brings up a good thing that I wanted to get into. I'm going to grab a, a, pe a Pepsi, if you yeah. don't mind. It. Yeah, sure, yeah. grab me one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and apparently we have to tell people when we're going to pee. <laughs> Is that a rule now? What? I was joking because Emily felt so bad like she had to tell people. Oh. So, like, is that a thing? Not really. <laughs> okay. It's just, Emily's just being very polite. Yeah. That's a thing Emily does. Yeah. Okay. No, but no, this brings up the fact that, or this brings up something I want to talk about, and that's, once again, the suits are done by the Jim Henson Company, which the movie Yay! actually begins with, like, a little, like, in, 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 memory, yeah, in memory of Jim Henson because he unfortunately passed away. I think a month after the first movie did uh, debuted. Wow! But uh, yeah, the suits were—they could have just reused the suits from the first movie, but uh, apparently not. The like the suits themselves this time around—they're more. I want to say they're more thin. Yeah, they look a little slimmer because they've the, been exercising, kicking foot ass. Yeah. Playing up. Stop playing with your ride that watches. Was an that was a accident. Um, there's this one moment where they sneak, they uh, they sneak into the TGRI building to to look for what happened to the ooze. You mean TCRI? Well, it's TGRI in the in the movie. Yeah. It's Thank CGRI. you for bringing that up. We, we I just wanted us to bring that up. Um, but yeah, so Donnie like slides into a chair and over to the computer. <laughs> I made the joke. Just how many times did you think they had to take that? They had to do that scene. Definitely more than one. I want to say at least ten. And he starts looking through the list of canisters that are all disposed of, except for one. And then he's... For the first time in my life, I was able to call bullshit on Technobabble, because he starts saying shit like, Oh no, if the database is coded, the system might go down. And my immediate response is, 
Coded? Of course a database is coded. Anything is coded. That's how things get programmed. Coded. Hi, this is Steve from, from IT. Just to let everyone know, uh, if you're having problems logging in, don't try two more times. You legit crash the network. Like, it legit glitches like it's a fucking dying NES cartridge. I expected it to, like, okay, rat, or okay, Dottie, zoom and enhance. Right? They might as well have gone that route. Ah! Hey. My god! Lane! Your dick! It's attracting Tom's yeah. things! Yeah, so I, ha I have a cane, because I broke my back last year. Um, so Gurr's walking away, kicks my cane over, and it hits Lane in the dick. Yep. So, Itchy, is now it's your turn to somehow injure Lane's dick. I mean, I'm not trying to. Well, no, neither are either of us. Yeah. <laughs> um... At several points, Shredder demands that Tatsu gather his best men, but we sort Which of see... Which men? The best men. <laughs> best. The top men. Yeah. So we sort of see diminishing returns on that, because during the fight in the TGRI building, like, more than half of them are just standing... Yeah, the there's ones in the back, and they're just like, like, look, we're using the weapons, but not on them! That's sick. <laughs> um... Kino actually did some pretty cool things during this movie. He actually contributes to a lot of fights in an interest in a lot of interesting ways. And my favorite thing ever is we'll, we'll talk more about the scene in general. But during the scene in the dance club, Kino just fucking bolts in, parts the crowd like it's the fucking Red Sea, gets right up on stage and fucking Tommy kicks the canister of ooze right out of the shredder's yeah, fucking no, mitts. I just love how that into, badass. into it people were when they're fighting and there was a joke that I think we organically came up together where it's like Back to the Future guys on the phone it's like yeah uh, Kevin Eastman this is your this is your your brother Barry or Steve Easton you know that comic idea you were looking for well, listen, listen to this, this. ninja ninja rap well, if you actually, during the time when Vanilla Ice is on stage singing Ninja Rap, if you listen really closely, you can hear his career die. <laughs> Go. Because I'm not joking, like, I, Vanilla Ice was huge. Like, MC Hammer was the big, the big cat at that time. But, like, he was literally, MC Hammer helped launch Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was taking over the fucking world. Like, there's fucking movie coming out, which we should watch at some point. Vanilla <laughs> Ice. But, uh, but the thing is, and the thing is, people were like, oh, well, maybe he's going to be the new face of the rap scene. Maybe it's like, okay for white people white rap. rap. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's got credibility. Wait, is he singing about Ninja Turtles? Go ninja, nobody go ninja, go, nobody go could ninja, take him. No, yeah. Uh, Dream Vegas, he did actually. He had, well, he he has... Goodbye Vanilla Ice. Hello, Eminem. Yeah, he had two albums. And he was not, I wouldn't call him a one-hit wonder. I would call him a fad. <laughs> because a fad insinuates that you've got a few. No, he had a career. It was short lived. He was a fad. He was like Justin Bieber. Just, just for some perspective, I literally had no idea who he was outside of his appearance in that movie until John Tron's video. Oh, oh fuck, fuck! Oh, I'm saying this right now. I didn't even realize he was an actual singer. Right? Well, because <laughs> I'm, I'm old as shit, right? So I, okay, before I went and saw that movie, I had a cassette tape. A Vanilla Ice's album that I've listened to on my Sony Walkman. <laughs> and now, of course, like, what did this came out? What, 1991? 1991. So I'm like 13, okay? So I'm listening to this shit on my Walkman. I had no fucking clue he was in this movie. Because it's <laughs> pre, pre-internet. 
So oh, I'm no. watching this movie, and the turtles go in, and you know, if you if you think about you know him being a star, like think of it like being like who's who's a big pop star now, Drake or something, popping their head up, and like he pop because he pops his head up, and I remember going. Safanoo Ice! And like the whole audience, which was all teenagers, was like, yeah! And we were like, fuck! Like, and the thing is, like, we were on the edge of our fucking seats. Like, like just every time they cut... Like, and the thing is, I remember at one point going, I don't care about Token Razor. What's Ice up to? <laughs> because for a solid year, and maybe a year and a half, Vanilla Ice was the shit. Like, he was, like, this badass guy. You know, I, I had a pair of hammer pants because of him. You know what's funny about Vanilla Ice being in there? His appearance was right after the scene where they tried to feed the anti-mutagen to Toka and Razor by way of freezing them in ice cubes. So that should have yeah. been, oh. like, a little hint. No, no, he sucks. <laughs> he does suck. He is not a, I'm not saying he's a great performer. I'm just saying oh. that in the 90s, if for a considerable, like, part of a year and a half... He was very popular. No, popular no, no, doesn't mean no, good. Yeah, no. And the thing is, when you're 13 in the 90s... You're malleable. Yeah, and the thing is, that's the kind of shit we were into. It was <laughs> all about, like, flashy extreme. God, were we dumb. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we didn't fucking know this guy was a fucking maniac. It was, <laughs> it was like, fucking Vanilla Ice. Like, Ice Ice Baby. Like, everybody fucking listened to it, you know? He was on fucking Saturday Night Live. Like... <laughs> He, he was the shit. And the thing is, and then when he was in this movie, people went, is Vanilla Ice not good? Like, is Vanilla Ice, like, shitty? And, like, this is the weirdest thing about Vanilla Ice in this movie. One, he comes up with that song right off the spot. And, but Half of it is Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah, yeah it's not like he came like, up with more than five lines. But um, after this movie, he became a huge Ninja Turtles fan. Which, yeah. to this day, he still loves that movie. Yeah, and the thing is, he, he it's one of those things, is, is the 90s was a weird time for stars that were larger than life with no substance. Um, so, like, Steven Seagal was really popular around this time, and I don't know if you've watched any of the vintage Steven Seagal films. There's, like, one or two of them that are actually watchable. But most of it was this, like, fucking asshole who had no personality karate-chopping people in the face. Like... <laughs> And he was like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go in there and take care of him. And the thing is, in the 90s, as long as something looked cool, it was cool. Rob Liefeld's art, Vanilla Ice, <laughs> all this shit. If, if shit Rob looked cool. No, he can't. Um, and, and I can't either. And, I, and, I, he, and, I'm, he a can't, and I'm a member of the Foot Clan. He, 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 can't, <laughs> he can't draw feet to save his own life. No. Uh, no Rob he Liefeld, can't draw feet to save I'll make fun of Rob Liefeld, but I, I respect Rob Liefeld. I've met him four times. I've gone to lunch with him. Oh. Like, at Fan Expo. A bunch of his, he's the nicest fucking guy. And the thing is, like, on a Rob Liefeld note, he literally, like, when he was on the top of the comic book world, there was a time when he was like, shit... Uh, he, he would have aspiring artists coming up to him and say, hey, can you help me? And just like, you have a job. You work for me now. And Jesus. he launched so many careers because he really believed in sharing the power. And the thing is, like, Rob Liefeld might be a shitty artist and he might be a fucking maniac, but he was a really solid dude wow. when he wasn't a maniac and oh. terrible artist. But I mean, like, I've met him a few times at cons and my um, times with him is he was the nicest guy. He was, on segue, he was nicer than Kevin Eastman. I met Kevin <laughs> Eastman, and Kevin Eastman does not like talking about Ninja Turtles now. 
Well, yeah, because that's all he ever works well, on. No. Well, he doesn't want to talk about work. Now, I admit, I like the thing is, like the, the person in front of me was like talking about Ninja Turtles. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's nice. Sign. I'm like, shit, I better not bring up a Ninja Turtle. Luckily, I am a huge fan of heavy metal. Like, not the music, the comic. And he's the one who launched heavy metal. So I talked to him about heavy metal. I talked to him about the artist. I talked about the movie. And he talked to me about John Candy being a cool guy. Like, he got <laughs> to meet John Candy. And anyways, that was nice. Though Peter Laird, okay? So Peter, I met Peter Laird the next year at Fan Expo. And Peter Laird, you could t- he's all about the Ninja Turtles. He leaned full in. He's, he's still writing Ninja Turtles comics. He, he, actually, no, it's Eastman that's still writing. Peter Laird uh, sold his share to Nickelodeon. Is it? Do I have it backwards? Yeah, yeah, you have it backwards. Uh, Peter Laird's actually retired now. He's... Because I met Peter Laird, and he was, like, super friendly about talking about Turtles. Yeah, because he's retired. He's not oh, working okay. on anything. Well, I, okay, I guess I have backwards who owns it. Maybe Kevin Eastman. But at the time, Kevin, yeah. or, uh, 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 Kevin Eastman did not want to talk about digital. So I met uh, Peter Laird. And I was, like, a, like an, I'm, like, t- like 30 at this point. And I'm talking to him like I'm five. I'm like, oh, man, the first Ninja Turtle I had was Leonardo. I bought it. Toys R Us was the one without the eyes. <laughs> and he had, like, all the orange weapons. And I used to watch the show, and the movie was so great. And, and I'm just like, and he's like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. And he's, like, just really nice about it. But I was, like, one of the few times when I fucking met a celebrity, and I'm a fucking idiot about it. <laughs> like, it was just, like, like... And the, I think the other time I was like that, I met Heather Langenkamp, the Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street, and I acted like I was, like, fucking Canelo talking to a woman, you know? Like, like that's a good segue. Because, uh, like, oh, man, I really like when you were in, in, in Nightmare on Elm Street, and you were really cute, and I like when you were on the stairs, and the stairs turned to marshmallows, and, like, my Freddy's wearing a Mike Myers mask. and But, yeah. But anyway... They're, they're both cool guys. So back to the movie. Uh, Kino. He was actually in the first Ninja Turtles movie, but what? he was the uh, suit actor for Donatello. Uh, yeah, wow. Which apparently they liked him so much behind the set, they're like, hey, why not give him a role in the actual movie? And it worked out well. I'm just sad that he wasn't in the third one. And you know, it almost seems to me that uh, everything, like, to cut ahead to the, the, the third movie, like, everything Casey Jones does in the third movie is nothing Casey would do. And it almost seems like if Kino was there, it would be what Kino was doing. It, it kind of felt like Kino was the Casey of this film. Yeah. Or almost like... And the thing is, like, you never know. Maybe yeah. Casey was supposed to be in that film. Maybe Casey was going to infiltrate the book and they just couldn't I, get I, Elias Casillas. Yeah. Maybe so the thing is, if you look at it... Well, if you look at it, other than the, of course, finding them thing, which takes one scene, and... Um, and uh, they could have switched it with Casey Jones. Like, look at the beginning origin. He just happens to be where the fight's happening. It could have yeah. been Casey finding them but, in the ninja. But that was a good in- introduction, just like the burglars show up. Like, he meets up with the burglars, and, like, you know, just kicks all their butts, and he's like, did I forget to mention I know martial arts? Yeah. No, but I, 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 I love the one burglar who, like, as soon as he gets in there, he, like, takes his fucking pantyhose mask off to look at this kid. Uh, like, like, Carl! Amateur move, bro. You have you, one job! You had one fucking job. Uh, yeah, Toka, That's how cocky he ooh. was. Uh, speaking of random cast members, Toka and Razar were voiced by none other than Frank Walker. Megatron himself, Abu himself. You go on his IMDb list, you're going to be there all day. Did yeah. You, didn't you we, say Toka was Robert Paulson? In the cartoon. You oh. see, they showed up in now, season here, Here's seven the thing, okay? If, if you're ever on Jeopardy, and they say, like... This famous cartoon character was voiced by such and such an actor, and you don't know. 
say, who is Frank Welker? 50-50, you are right. <laughs> and the other is and the other and the other is Robert Paulson. I was gonna say Jim Cummings. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Cummings, Rob Paulson, and uh, Frank Welker are top three. Peter Collins over there waiting for next Optimus Prime to be made. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does like three voices, and they all sound like Optimus Prime. He does Eeyore, who we all know is just depressed Optimus Prime. <laughs> De- yeah, depressed Optimus Prime. Think of it. Optimus Prime is way up here. Just well, he's also like really I forget. I forget what '80s show is. Um, no, it was Voltron. The he original the Voltron. Yeah, it was the it was the narrator. Voltron, this is cool. Defender yeah. of the universe. By the way, do yourself a favor if you're like, shit, I'm really into Netflix Voltron, I want to watch the original Voltron, do yourself a favor and fucking don't. That <laughs> show is, okay, so Thundercats, ever, like, you know the intro? Yeah. Thunder, it's awesome. You ever tried watching Thundercats oh, now? Thundercats is so slow. I it's so bad. It now, the not, uh, the 2000s one, which only had, like, what, one season? Yeah, it had one that season. That show was fucking amazing. And then got canceled because the toy sales weren't good. Yeah, because that's how Cartoon Network sees things. Toys aren't doing well. I'll fucking cancel. That was fucking. That was fucking. Um, It would be nice if we actually could find the toys. All right, let's get back to this. Back on topic. On the note of surprising returning actors, the guy who played Chief Stearns is back in this one. He's for a total of one scene. Thank fuck, (laughs) he's back. And you know what? You know what? The funny thing is, is his appearance um, was perfect because he's only in the one scene. And it's it's basically a cameo, but the thing is, is he basically sticks it to April O'Neil. And what did April O'Neil did to him, you know, do to him in the first movie, basically stuck it to him. Yeah. So the thing is, his whole point of going there, was, and it's a great thing, it's because like at some point you were like, well, they're unleashing these fucking monsters in the street. Why aren't the police doing anything? It, it is a great exposition moment to tell you why the police aren't involved, and also a great just little moment of just like it. That whole thing comes full circle. Like, yeah, you fucked me over last year, and now you've got a better fucking oh, job. And, and here's the other thing as well. He's probably sticking it to her because. Remember what Leo said? There were 500 foot soldiers yeah. in the first movie. 500. You know how much paperwork that is? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck April. My takeaway from that whole scene is, so she goes to tell him that, oh yeah, there are big animals stomping around causing destruction. Okay, uh, what, can, what can you tell me about them? Nothing. Okay, what do you want me to do about it? I don't know. Well then, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Well, no, no. The line, the line was, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I guess you're gonna do nothing. That's what we do best. <laughs> like that oh, was. A uh, dream Vegas brought up earlier in the chat. I forgot to mention it. He mentioned about the the Utrams in this movie, in which it was going to be revealed at the end that per- that Doctor Perry was an Utrom. Oh, I would have liked that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. two reasons for that. One. We didn't have the budget because it all went towards, you know, the four new turtle suits, the new splinter suit, Toka and Razar, all the foot soldier stunt doubles. Like, you know, that all costs money. Second thing, they didn't want people to get confused that, wait, he's Krang? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been very confusing. So that's why he's kind of just gone from the end of the film. You know what I liked? I liked how instantly friends that the professor became with the Ninja Turtles. And I always mm-hmm. thought that when the third one came out, he'd be their ally. Yeah. That, you know, because he gets along with them so well. Like, he's even, like, bragging about how great he's having... Uh, he goes, oh, it's a pepperoni paradise. Like, he's just enjoying hanging out with these guys. And Dude. even in the, the, the club scene, he's dancing. Like, he's really... Like, it's just, you get the sense he was really lonely, and he really... And he sees the Turtles as, like... 
like like some kind of like family that he's got to take care of, and then you never see him again. Yeah. Then again, that's because the third movie basically Alien Three, where it's like let's just peel over everything. Yeah, yeah. But but and like if you think of it, if you think of it that way, that he's an Utron, the way that he acts, the way that the words that he says in this movie, it does come off a bit alien. Like he doesn't really understand news. I mean, there's the way that he's talking. Yeah, but that was all supposed to be just oh, he's a scientist, so he's nerdy and detached. Yeah, when he sees the turtles, he's not really that like surprised. Surprised? He like when he sees when he he sees if he was an alien himself, he's like okay, I'm used to this. Yeah, and when and he's the first person to see Splinter for the first time, it'd be like oh. That's interesting. I think the movie wanted us to more chalk it up to he knew that there was mutagen afoot, so he knew that there was probably yeah that there was probably going to be some weird mutated result of their their negligence. You know, one thing that gets me is okay, so they really put a big deal on his face, and you see some scars, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, is there a scene where he takes the mask off and you see how fucked up his face is? There, and not, it's too much. Not, not completely. There are some scenes where you can see like the edges of the scar. Yeah, but I'm like, it was was there going to be a reveal where it's like his face is really messed I, yeah, up? Yeah, I feel like there wasn't really complete payoff on that. Oh, that his. I think it would have been more creepy if his face got was like more distorted, or or just like like the skin was completely ripped off in those parts. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are we talking? Like, we're talking about the shredder, right? Yeah, yeah. like he's give got a, like a fucking Aaron Eckhart. He uh, should have had a bloodshot uh, eye. Two face thing. Yeah, yeah. Just give him a bloodshot eye. But he's like the fucking fan of the opera in the movie, where it's just like his you eyes. You cut my open. beautiful face. Now yeah. I will murder you. I have a blemish. <laughs> So yeah, let's you know let's talk, let's talk about the big thing. Lane, what do you think of Super Shredder? Oh, let's Super Shredder. Except he for fucking Digivolve. Except for when you finally fucking realize that like what are supposed to be like giant muscles or something, he's just wearing a purple shirt with that drawn just has, on like, muscles. An outline of muscles drawn onto it. But like, welcome he, to he shit take, we only takes, notice he, when the film he, is yeah. is in HD. He, he takes this ooze and. Like it makes his makes him bigger, but it also makes his armor look more like he pretty much becomes like another shredder, yeah, like another as, rider shredder. I, I would shredder. say like, hey, Lane, you know that's something you know. Think of it as a kid. But I remember I'm 13 watching the film and I'm like, why did his armor grow? I my takeaway from that, I always assumed that the enhanced armor was part of his mutation. Well, the thing is, like, it would have made more sense if it's like it's like you see it melded into his skin. You know, like... How do you know it wasn't? Maybe the armor did fuse with him. Maybe. And I gotta say, Super Shredder is fucking awesome. Yeah, Yeah, and the thing is, you know what? The armor aside, the fake muscles aside, it looks good. Like, he overtowers the turtles. And he's He's giant. And, like, there's even a part where, like, he's trying to bring them, like, kill them, and, like, like, Donnie's just like, no, Shredder, like, you gotta listen to reason, you're gonna kill us all. And then he's just like, then so be it! He just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, that was to illustrate how far gone he was. He didn't care about anything else. Knowing he killed the turtles. Here's the thing that gets me, okay? So, in that fight, of Shredder versus the Turtles on top of the building with the first one. If Splinter hadn't in, in, intervened, how would that fight have ended? Oh, Shredder would have killed all four of them. Yeah, they would have all died. Well, okay? I mean, Shredder, and, did, Shredder yeah. did make a point of yeah. if you had all come at mm-hmm. me at once, you would have had a chance. But the thing is, like, they would have been lucky to beat him. Like, they're, like, he's as powerful as the four of them, basically. And Splinter, it's not so much that Splinter is so much fucking better, 
it was that Splinter kind of uh, used his, his, his rage against him. He's more disciplined. So this is a fucking week later, and he's just like, oh, I can't even try to fight them. They're going to beat me. And I'm like, you almost beat them last time. You and Tetsu go in together, you've got them. Yeah, uh, but Tetsu at this point, he's more motivated by his own rage rather than... He, he became better. Anakin from Star Wars. Yeah. He, he came was, to murder the younglings. Yeah, he, but yeah and then again, yeah, Shredder's <laughs> body is probably fucked. Like, he's yeah. walking around, but he's and, like, I feel like shit. And this this gives us the biggest thing of all from this movie that a lot of people like to talk about on the internet. Let's go back to the first movie again. Shredder fell off a building, which was roughly like 30 feet, 30 feet tall, fell off the building, landed straight into the garbage truck, got smushed, and lived. And lived. You know what? Shredder... In this movie, he drank a whole canister of mutagen, became Super Shredder, died from a dock. You know what? I think Shredder was dying the whole movie. Yeah, I, I'd like to chalk that up to the mutagen was slowly killing him. Yeah. No, 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 not even that. Not even that. I think through the entire movie... Oh, he was dying already? He was dying. Because you, you notice that he's really impatient for how fast the things are growing. He's really impatient to how fast... Like, yeah, he, I can see that. It's almost like he's like... Like from, time is running like, short. How, like, from, like his, his like body is fucked up. Like he's got internal bleeding, broken ribs and shit, and he's using the power of ninjutsu to overcome the fact that his body is fucked. Like his face is destroyed. His, like he's got broken bones, but he can, So he's like knowing that he's got days... Before he's dead, so I've got to use. He's got to use what time left. He's got to yeah. take the turtles with him. Yeah, you know what? If they had explicit, if they had stated that, even just as a subtle hint, that's not how ninjutsu works. <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely agree with that theory. I just think the movie should have at least hinted towards it. No, you it's a good what? theory that you know, like he's he's more hurt than he lets yeah. on, you know, and he's that, definitely the kind of character who would do that. That's okay. That's now, what I kind of like about your theory. It's really concrete. It's somewhat better. You're more in-depth, like like my theory. My theory is this. When Doc came down, the ooze kind of just gave him a heart attack and like, just killed him. But no, believing that he had internal like internal injuries, maybe that's why he never You know, from injured. getting crushed in a garbage yeah. dumpster. So not, okay, maybe not even that he was dying. It's like he had a lot of damage. Like he had a lot of damage. That's but, a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. But it's like he, his body, even if he's not dying, he knows that he was hurt really bad. So he's you being know? held together by flex also, tape. Also, yeah. Also, so the thing is, he knows that he will never be at the fighting capability that he was before the garbage truck. Like the garbage truck fucked him up. Yeah. Like, and I like, dislocated his shoulder. Kind of hate to be a buzzkill about this because this is probably the actual reason. Probably they they realized yeah we probably shouldn't have the villain being able to fucking kick the asses of our heroes so easily so we're just gonna have him kind of just stand in the background going get them well he was more, he was more like cartoon shredder because like no one ever the mastermind wants, yeah, exactly no one ever wants to see the heroes get beaten like. So badly, like sure they'll get like they'll they'll fail once in a while, but Honestly, like they don't want to see the straight on Bill and just kicking their fucking asses. Hearing this this theory that we're talking about, I I agree with it now. But before we rewatched it and came up with all this, the way I had remembered it, because the turtles come up from the water with their shells later, my assumption had always been that when the dot got crushed, 
Shredder was dragged under the water by the weight of his bigger form and had just drowned. Yeah. I forgot that after the crushing of the dog happens, you see his hand poke yeah. out for a second. He's like, uh, but, but now that we've rewatched it, I actually I mean, agree with this the theory. Funny thing is about the shre- yeah, the funny thing is about the Shredder from the cartoon is he really wasn't that menacing. Like, he rarely... my Uncle Phil. Yeah, in fact, he rarely fought. He was mostly, he would just give out a plan, some kind of plan of the week to Rock You City don't Diva. even shred anymore! Yeah, and the thing is, here's how non-threatening Shredder is, okay? So... At one point, some kid with a bike is uh, um, helps the Ninja Turtles, and they go with the kid, and his bike gets left behind. So the Shredder takes the license plate on the thing, with the, like the little registration thing, on a and bicycle. Just, on, yeah, on a bike, like and on a bike, and he phones. He picks up a phone and he calls the police department. <laughs> and doesn't and he doesn't even put on a voice. This in the regular Shredder voice, he's like. Yes, uh, uh, there was a kid. He accidentally uh, he lost his bike. Uh, here's the registration number. I wonder if I could return it to him. And the police are like, "Oh, that's really nice. Here's his address." Now keep in mind, <laughs> this was this was the '80s. So in the '80s, like you're allowed to drink on boats. Yeah. Like, like, but the thing is, they gave it to him, and I'm like, he's so non-threatening. He can ask for the the, the address of a child to a police officer, and they'll give it to him. But I mean, like, allow me to quote Dashy for a moment. That's he did so fucked up. Shredder did get nerfed in this, but the idea, (laughs) yeah, but the idea that it was as a result of the injuries, because the thing is, they even say like, how did he survive? Like they're surprised, and it's like, yeah, he's a tough motherfucker. He did survive it, but he's fucked up. Like you look at him, like. Like he's not, you and know, he's like covered his entire body in new yeah, clothes and, and armor, he's, uh, and he, he doesn't. He's not actually in as many scenes as you would think, and he's barely doing anything. And it's because he's in rough shape. He even and he even like goes to the point where like he like fucking holds a woman hostage. Goes, I'll fucking stab this bitch. Like well, get away. First, first yeah. movie Shredder would not have done that. No, he time. he was just like fucking I. I know Ninja Shredder has been beaten emotionally and physically. He hates these fucking And he turtles. knows that he can't beat them because he's not as strong as he used to not be. Not directly. Yeah, he's, his, his confidence is destroyed. Um, so he's got a result. And the thing is, he's beating them at their own game. He even acknowledges that he failed in this movie. Yeah, like, this is, this is a broken man. Like, he I did like not... how we're getting all sympathetic. Yeah, yeah we're, like, we're like Shredder's PTSD, you know? <laughs> Post-turtle stress. Yeah, post-turtle <laughs> stress disorder. God, if only the Shredder met Venus de Milo, he would have been really fucked. Next on Oprah, we have a Roku Saki who said his life was ruined by four adolescent ninja turtles. He was a, a, he was an immigrant to this country, come from Japan. He was he, he was a job creator and an entrepreneur, and these turtles assaulted him cut and threw him into a garbage truck and threw him away and now he's come back Boy. and he's trying to rebuild his business and these turtles are trying to put a stop to it again that's exactly well, okay. how they're, it's so, I, I, and they are attacking a, his children I showed a picture of this last week but I feel like I gotta play the actual clip so like this is pretty much the scene between Shredder and Freddy when he brought him the dandelion just I think it's quite good to be quiet. Where are the turtles? <laughs> Where are the turtles? Yeah, just fucking Michael Scott's. Where are the turtles? I think this this shredder's really good, but nothing will still ever beat Fast and Furious Shredder. It was pretty yeah. intense. 
Well, they cut his fucking hat off, which was amazing. And then it was revealed he's a fucking alien. Yeah, he's Because why not? Ha ha, joke's on you, my head's in my body. I, I just love that after they defeat him in the 2003 series, they update the we intro. Shredded, shredded. We shredded Shredder. We shredded Shredder. We shredded Shredder. And then Karai's just it's like, so not yesterday. Does any, is anyone in the chat that could still whip something up? Can we whip up a fake headline? You know, the like headline creator? Oh, it's like, like Japanese immigrants' life ruined by adolescent <laughs> turtles. <laughs> like, it's just the whole thing is like Shredder's life was, uh, was ruined. Like, we're, we're gonna talk to, uh, we're gonna talk to, uh, I'm uh, sorry, who's writing this? J. Jonah Jameson? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, we're gonna this talk. This poor Japanese immigrant. We're gonna talk to his his partner Tetsu. He was a strong man. I Tetsu now weep. Yeah. <laughs> we made so many Tetsu jokes. So I Tetsu dance o- no overall, more. Overall, overall for me, like yes, this movie takes a huge turn from the first movie. But honestly, I love it. It's super quotable. It's fun. You got vanilla ice. You can't go fucking wrong. For me, this is the quintessential Turtles movie. And that's largely biased by nostalgia for me. I will fully admit to that. But it's it, for, this movie aged brilliantly for me. The first movie is better in almost every way, but this one is more memorable. Sure. This one yeah. is more Ninja Turtles. This is the perfect amalgam of the comics, of the first film, of the cartoon, of the whole thing. Like, sure. I think, like, if you were to take it down to their parts, the first one's better, you know, better hands down. But this one just feels better. This feels like what you would picture a live-action yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like, they, 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 got, they got the feel. Like after watching this movie, I'm I felt like I wanted to go back and watch the cartoon. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, he's got it. Yeah. You don't have to bring it over. I can see it. Well, I want to bring it over because I kind of want to watch it once we're done recording. Uh, it's, it's even in the fucking yeah, all ten seasons. Christ. For fifty bucks, I got this. One. That's pretty good. And this was going for like two hundred when it first came out. Yikes! There's this moment, this absurd moment in the cartoon, where. Uh, the Foot Clan has this ability to increase gravity. It basically <laughs> makes gravity super tight. The, the, the gravity. Yes, yeah, so, you you, so you can't move. So, but anyway, so um, it cuts to this dress shop, and these two like middle-aged women in like their nineties are standing there going, "Great way to sell your dresses. Make it so we can't leave your shop." And the guy's like, "I'm not doing this. I can't move either." It's like the nerve of you. And then like the fucking drill thing comes out. Rocksteady and Bebop in anti-grav shoes comes out. It's like a woman's dress shop. I've never seen the inside of one of these before. And the woman <laughs> looks over. One of the women looks over and sees Rocksteady and faints, but she can't move. So she just goes, mm-hmm, and she's like laying there like like fucking Michael Jackson, <laughs> like you know doing smooth criminal. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> the scene where why is this the scene killed two minutes of the episode? Of just some people chilling in a dress shop. Why are we doing this? Wow. So yeah. Had to fill time. So, yeah. Tom, your overall thoughts on the movie. Uh, I I thought it was great. I, I don't like I liked I preferred the first one because like as Ishi said, you know, he has a bigger connection to this one. I have a bigger connection to the first one. But I mean like both of these films together are are lovely. They're they're beautiful, they're they're they hold up really well. These are the two good ones. <laughs> and I, you can make fun, 
But I mean, like, these films are good. And you know what? That kind of brings us into Jikai Radio Sentai Cast well, Ranger. What do you think of the second one? Oh, even... oh, I really liked it. <laughs> Is that the sign off you were doing? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, it's oh. our next time. Oh, yeah. okay. But your yeah, thoughts? Which, yeah, it's obvious. We did the first two movies. Next week, we're doing Ninja Turtles 3. No! Turtles in Time! What? That's that not the title, bastard. Close enough. Even though it's the random title on the DVD, it says Turtles in Time. When the fuck is this movie ever called Turtles in Time? Which is funny because the fourth Turtles game was Turtles in Time. So Turtles in Time 3 is the third movie. Turtles in Time is the fourth game. Why? Oh. Oh shit, are we watching TMNT as part of this? Oh, I wish, but no. No, no, Ab after the third movie, we'll be doing a few episodes No, 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 don't say it, don't say it. Alright, now you'll have to wonder. There's so many series it could be. It could be the 87 series, the OVAs from Japan, um, you got 2003 show, 2012 show, it's kind of obvious what we're doing, we're a Tokusatsu series, makes sense. <laughs> If guess in the comments. This is going to show that one of the two greatest things in Turtles I'm not going to tell ever. you which mutation Just it is, but you can these guess. These two pictures here were from an alternate thing where, like, if you go up, BG, okay, please scroll up. So, that's Raph in an apocalyptic future with his <laughs> beard, and Donatello becomes a robot. Cool. Well, one that's... of those things is plausible. Don becomes a robot. No, but see, everyone's like, why the fuck does Raph have a beard? It doesn't matter, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. He fucking rocks that goddamn beard. So yeah, anyways, our Jikai Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. Yep. Turtles 3, yes. in time. Yeah. It's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Help him a turtle, I can't get out. Corey Feldman's back. Time travel. Oh boy. Casey Jones teaches sumo wrestlers how to fucking sumo get down. Sumo wrestlers? They're samurai, they're samurai in fucking fundoshi and leather jackets. Yeah, I don't know what I meant. <laughs> That's I, the I, only I, thing I remember. Oh. And 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 we get to hear the lovely song Tarzan Boy. Oh. Anyways, this is Ray Sensei Castridge, everyone. You can find us on everything. Bye. Hey! You can find us on all the things. As usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. From there, you can find all of our things Facebook, Twitter, Discord, merchandise, Patreon. Help us make the show better for you. Um, what else? Uh, what, we, do we don't have any, like, sponsors or anything? I'll, I'll go check out... Uh, in, a, in, the, in the description, find our Skip the Dishes code. If you create your, use your first order with that code, you get $7 off your order, and we get $7. Hey, can I tell you about the new modal, mobile game, Raid of Vikings, where, where you can use Fuck the that code. shit! Play Grand Blue Fantasy, it's <laughs> where, way better! Where you can use a code, join my clan, this is the new RPG, like, so, everybody's fucking... Join my Clash of Clan! Yeah, and you can buy this Toys more in the Big Bad Toy Store! Uh, I'm trying to think of all the things people advertise. Pokemon Masters is now live in Singapore and Canada, weirdly. A uh, virtual streaming things. service. No, Curiosity Stream. This episode brought to you by something to do with a VPN. This episode is brought to you by Sand. Go, it's everywhere. Go, Get used go to buy it. Pizza. I don't like Sand. This episode is everywhere. brought to you by Pizza. Eat it. Eat it. Pizza, eat it. By <laughs> <laughs> <My> Roy's Pizza. <laughs> They're in 30 minutes, or we're stopping some crimes. 